Welcome back to another week of Sweat and Grime. We are two men down. We unfortunately uh, have no Greg motherfucking Johnson, no um, Rick the Dick Valco, but we just, do have Matt motherfucking Totten. What's up, everybody? And here at the helm is Brian. Man, it's been a minute since you've been the on the helm. With the hot pipes furnace. It has been a minute since I've been in the helm. Yeah. Rick I'm the used Dick to is looking at over. Like this beautiful beast of a man yeah. sitting across from me. You know what? He's not a beast of a man. He shaved. Now he looks oh, like yeah. a boy of yeah, a man. He looks like a boy. <laughs> And on the phone tonight, we have got a guest. We have Eddie Murphy. At least that's what I thought it said every time I saw you guys talking on Instagram. Ernie Murphy. Ernie Murphy. What's going on, man? (laughs) Oh, that was good. Doing good. Doing fantastic. It was every. So Rick, so Matt and I both get the the Instagram messages on our phones whenever you message. And for like a week now, I've I keep looking down and I'm like, who the fuck is Eddie Murphy? Is Eddie Murphy coming on the show? He's like, Todd's been freaking doing some freaking headhunting. That's right. Finally came through with a good really guest. Really raising the bar on the guests. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us a bit about yourself, Ernie. What you do? Um, Hangs out, Bert. Ah, got him. <laughs> well, I'm a young kid from California. I'm 20 years old. Oh, baby. Yeah, yeah, man. Fuck, man. I'm Fresh 20, meat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Careful. Uh, Todd's popping an erection school. already. <laughs> oh, don't touch me. <laughs> you got to pay for that privilege. Mm-hmm. That's what we learned from Diesel Queen. Yes. Well, hey, I'm legal now, so come here. That's, That's true. true. That's man. true. <laughs> but no, I yes. graduated high school. Graduated high school at the worst time possible in uh, 2021. What was happening right. then? Booming job COVID. market. <laughs> Just fucking with you. Yeah, COVID, man. Ah, oh. COVID fucked my school year up, junior and senior year. So, did you go to school in person, or were you all digital, virtual? Um, it went first two years of high school, of course, in person. Right in the middle of my junior year, they wanted to do uh, online, and I didn't care because they weren't going to count nothing to the grades. So I said. Then why fuck do it? School. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck so this. Fuck and my mom was like, you should get a job. So cool thing about it is that um, at my school, we have a program called Agricultural Mechanics. And the teacher's name is Mr. Schultz. He's an awesome teacher. He teaches all the young kids about the trades. And he's actually the one. Shout that out to me. Mr. Schultz. Hell yeah. Everyone needs a Mr. Schultz. He, he taught me the basics to welding, plumbing, and basic electrical. Nice. And um, basically, he hooked me up with a mechanic job over the summer. Nice. While everyone else, you know, being 16, 17 years old was like COVID, you know, party or lockdown, I was working. That's fucking says a lot. It does say a lot. And then let's go the flip side of that. What do you have to show for it? What do I have to show for it? Um, Went into my junior year with a semi um, hard on. Shit. Uh, shit That's kind of where I was going. <laughs> Semi what? <laughs> it was just a, it's just a shit. It was a shit car, but it was, I loved it. Nice. Two thousand two Ford Torres. Oh yeah, the Ford Taurus. Dude, two thousand four. Was that was that the bubble? It looks like the spaceship. Yeah. I'm trying to think what what Hell yeah. era that was. All right. Yeah, so that was like the Taurus. Uh, like a. 
It was like a deep blue. So <laughs> Hell yeah. Did you grow out a mustache hell. so that you really look like a dad driving that bitch around? <laughs> Actually, no. My senior year, I started going to school wearing like the cowboy boots and all that just because I was welding all the time. Oh, oh there right. you go. And I was wearing sunglasses and the hats and everyone was like, you look like a dad. I'm like, I feel like that. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. awesome. Well, talk to your choice. girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to be. <laughs> So what has it been like kind of f- departing from the school route because of COVID? Oh, well, I'm Let's sorry. back up a little bit. Okay, I, go for I, it. I wanted to ask him, like, I haven't talked to anybody like that lived that That's era. true in that age group. We were working. We were yeah. living our lives, had families. I haven't talked to a high school. That's that, like, true. I haven't like, What was it like that. missing out on your last two years of, of school, actual in-person school? To be honest, it was more like a... It was. It felt more like a year because we left in March and we came back in March or April for the following All year. All right. Yep. So I missed out an entire year, and what sucked is actually at that time, I just finished like three barbecue trailers for the school whenever they have their uh, so fundraising cool. events. That's awesome. And I was building a um, a big ass bar, uh, smoker trailer, a barbecue trailer for a dairy out here for their events whenever they go to like the fairs and the carnivals and I wasn't able to finish it. Damn. Now you weren't, were you able to pick back off where you left off later on when you guys went back um, or no? If I could, if I was, I could probably send you the pictures on how bad it is and you'll understand it would take me a lot more time because in that class, you have your first two years, you, st- you only go there for an hour a day. All right. Then you're when you get into the advanced class, you're there for two periods. Gotcha. An hour a day. What the fuck are you supposed to do in an hour a day? Start up a welder and then turn it off. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) How are you supposed to get anywhere? Maybe I was maybe running five, six beads Mm -hmm. and then lining it up, making sure that it was square. Um, I got I got the struts on, I had the tongue on, I had the hitch on. I had the wheels on. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I, this is my first time back at the home in I know, a long this time, is and I've been away from my sound effects for so long, so I'm just, I'm going to apologize. It's going to be rough, Ernie. I'm fine with it. Go for it. It's awful. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so now back to my question where I was going is, what was it like kind of stepping out of school and, and stepping right into a trade? Was before, it is hot in here, isn't it? So a little sidebar for everyone. We are. We have had our podcast studio in Greg Johnson's office for like what six, six months, months now, yeah. and he has got two fucking vents that it doesn't matter what the outside temperature is doing. They are full bore on all the time. Can you swing that camera over there? There you go. Up oh, there it is. Yeah, look at that baby. That is what you're seeing if you're watching YouTube. Is the residual blue tape from where we tried to tape them shut. But there's so much pressure behind those bitches that it blew the blue tape off. And it is like a sauna in here. Oh, uh, so hot. It is. Yeah. it's We're sweating balls in here. So we just had to open the door. So now that we've updated the audience on our situation and why our clothes might come off halfway through this thing, uh, what was it like kind of stepping out of school and, and straight into a trade? And was that something you were planning on doing? Or is that something that just kind of happened as a result of COVID? Um, due to COVID and everything in lockdowns, uh, I'm just, I'm not going to go into politics, but my mom was super heavy on to certain things and, you know, staying home and the vaccines. Yeah. 
and everything. And she was so adamant to be like, so you're, you're saying that house. she's a liberal. I have views of both parties. I know. I'm just, yeah, you're, you're good, man. We're just going to give you some we're, shit. We're in the nest. Oh, <laughs> you're fine. But, um, so gentlemen, this is democracy <laughs> manifest. <laughs> it was the mechanic shop of the summer. Uh, I ended that cause I had to go back to school and I wanted to, figure out what else I could do. I was going to go to college for, oh, fuck, I forget the whole name. It was like some, is it, the college was called Spartan College in uh, Tulsa, yep. Oklahoma. Right. Yep. And it was going to be like the x-raying and like finding um, microfractures. And welds. And welds, uh, railroads, airplanes, all kinds of oh, stuff. Oh, that would be pretty cool. So that's, that's something that, that that's a cool... But, route to take in college because you know finding, and you know what you want to go for so yeah. yeah and finding out um you know i the classmates i had they had previous um older brothers and sisters that try to go to the school because they say they guarantee housing if you pay the housing deposit well they told me it's bs and that basically all you do is study 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 you go to work and you have to cram everything in and it's like they say basically it's 10 months of hell for thirty thousand dollars in debt and well, sounds about right. Now, does that really set you up for the industry, or is this something that you can learn by just going on a it, like pipeline or something? For, it sets you up for the industry to go into that field, and they can have people there to hire you on the spot. But my thing is, okay, what happens if you, even though you do everything possible, you don't get hired? And then, like, you, but you have all this knowledge, but you can't use it. Thing you would be like 80, 80 and ninety percent of Americans. Yep. I think I think your best <laughs> yeah. route is to get into welding, learn how to do it, know exactly what you're looking at, and then if you feel like and that's a you passion you want to chase later on, yeah, then go for that certification. Oh yeah, no. I, I, I want to go my for my certification. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. <laughs> uh, no, I want to go for my certification as. Um, I just had, when I went to try to go to the welding school here where I live in, uh, it's a small town or city, really. It's called Visalia, California. And when I tried to go to the welding school here, they said still it was going to be about 10,000. And my mom didn't want to take out the loan for my yeah. education. I was like, I she must not love you. <laughs> no, she does. It's just like, couldn't <laughs> take out the loan. No, I'm just so much bullshit. Ah! my, my step- my stepfather, he's a um, he's a journeyman heavy equipment operator. All right, out here in California. Nice. And we had a wide variety of jobs. It's just that he has two things going against him, and for some reason, it's so apparent out here in California. First, he stutters, so that's a little bit of an issue. Another one, I'm not trying to be racist. I'm not racist at all, but he is African American, and for some reason, certain people have an issue with that, and. You're you telling know, me so. now. Hang on a second now. You're telling me that racism still exists in America. We done did away with all that <laughs> shit. <laughs> oh, it's live Actually, and real. It still does. It sucks. And yeah. it's just bullshit. It it because growing up, he'd work for four months, laid off for six, so he's off unemployment. We're trying to survive, mm-hmm. paying bills, and it was, it was, it was, it sucked, but. Basically, they didn't want to take out the loan in the welding school. So I said, okay, I'm going to go find a job so I can pay for it. I can save up money and pay for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And my friend helped me get a job working at a restaurant. Hated it. Hated every moment of it. 
What were you doing at the restaurant? You sound like Greg motherfucking Johnson right I started right? off as a dishwasher, and then I moved up to a fryer. Hated every moment of that, because the kitchen staff was an asshole. The main dude was a cokehead, meth head, and he nice. was on everyone's ass. And then recently Literally. found out that <laughs> there was some, there was some um, mischievous business going on between him and one of the female managers all over the store. Whew. Now that's a titty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there's just, it was, I hated it. And then I was like, okay, what can I find? So then I went through staffing agencies out here and I got a, I landed another welding job and it was fun. It was fun working for them. But then I found out that they were paying the inspectors under the table. And I said, fuck that. I'm not doing that. Mm, yeah. That's not, mm. that's not good. But I, yeah, um, it was on a big ass, um, MIG welder it was a two-part system. I, I can't remember the whole names of this. I'm still young. So oh, you're good. Trying to learn everything. I, I wouldn't then, be able uh, to correct you because I don't know shit about welding. I don't either. <laughs> oh, that was one of them take MIG welders. Tinker MIGers. All right. <laughs> I love those things. Yeah, they're great. Um, And then uh, one day I was so scrolling through Indeed, and I found an opportunity for a dish technician. A what, te- a, a what technician? A, a dish technician? Dish. Yes, I work for a dish. I put up cable all day. Oh, dish. Oh, all right, okay, gotcha. Okay. I thought you meant like, like, is that like the is that a cool, welding term? Or like, is that fuck. like a term for like, hey, you're a dishwasher, I'm but cool, you're a technician? No. I'm laying down some bead. <laughs> nice. Too. So you, she drove around with a little truck with a um, bunch of dishes in the back end and a ladder? <laughs> totally. I loved it. Every time I heard one crash. <laughs> <laughs> So but what, no, um, what are you currently doing? Are you still working for Dish or are you welding yeah, so now? I'm still currently uh, still currently working for Dish trying right, to right because um, incidents occurred last year. I got into a physical altercation with my stepdad. I got kicked out. Ooh. Ooh. Do you want to go into details or is that too spicy? Um, I will a little bit. Let's just say, uh, you know, me and him got it. Uh, he started yelling at my sister, which my sister's and her late thirties. She moved back in with us cause her husband, they got a divorce and all that. And so basically my sister moved back in with us, you know, trying to reset her life. Mm-hmm. She brought over her boyfriend and at this time she was having difficulties finding a job because her last job fired her. Okay. And, um, she has all kinds of health issues with her hands. Cause she was a, like, she was working two of their departments at once sales and management and all this other <clears throat> shit. And her hands are all screwed up, so for her to find a job, it's hard. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What was her job? <laughs> just, just, just to quiet <laughs> the laughter in the audience. I'm sorry. This is a terrible story to laugh at. <laughs> I'm but like, why we got to find the humor in it. <laughs> uh, she was the head of two departments. She was, um, she was something about like business management and. She worked for like, a Taiwanese massage parlor. I don't see what the big deal is. <laughs> no, she worked for uh, some self-funding place out here for the homeless and everything. Okay, so she's so like this really great yeah, person, and we're just we're, we're just making jokes off. about hand jobs. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we're going to hell. We accept it. He started yelling at her because she uh, she brought over her boyfriend. And fucking, I thought they were gonna fight, so I I threw on my shoes and like just in case they got into a fight because he was talking so much shit to them. Yeah, and I was like, I don't know how this dude's gonna react. Come he's gonna on, yeah, down in my house. And then next thing I know, I walk out in the kitchen. And he just starts 
because my mom's calm about this whole situation. She's like, she's like, calm down, calm yeah. down. You ain't calming down, and you start yelling at her. So I flip my lid on because I say I'm tired of this bullshit. You yelling at us for the last ten years. Yep. So I flip my shit on him, and me and him go. At, uh, we just start going out you forth. My sister pulls me back to my room. My mom pulls him out to the garage, and I call him a stupid motherfucker. And then next thing I know, I, all I remember is him. He kind of grabbed my mom. He shoved her or something, and she fell to the ground. And I lost it. I blacked Life. out. I don't remember shit. And then all hell broke loose. Oh, yeah. My mom said I knocked his ass out onto the ground. Oh, I was shit. Just, I've been waiting to drop the line from yeah. oh, what the fuck was the band? I stood right <laughs> up and knocked his old ass out because of boys in the hood. <laughs> yeah. Um, Damn, so it went that, down. I, yeah, no, I, I stood. I, I came back to and I realized I fucked up. So I was like, fuck. You didn't so fuck I, up I, if you knocked his ass out. You would have fucked up if you woke <clears> up on the floor. Come on yeah, now. Yeah, you you're, you started. <laughs> so I ran out to the street and I said, you know, hey, I'm not fighting you no more. You know, he he chased me trying to fight me more, and I had my hands up. And I was like, I'm not throwing hands. I'm not fighting. Damn, he was trying to get his pride back. Yeah, yeah he was. And then after that, um, I got kicked out. So you guys are not on uh, good terms right now. Nope, I can't even go to any of my family events. So inconceivable. So basically, put this in another perspective. A month before that, my girlfriend's house burned down. Ooh, oh god, that sucks, mate. You're having a rough go. Like COVID, and (laughs) yeah, then she moves in with our best friends, which our best friends are a couple. So my best friend and her best friend, you know, they're dating, and she moves in with our best friends. Then a month later, this happens. I got into altercation. I move in with them all in the span of while I was working for the welding company. So having to be like, hey, you know, I can't come into work tomorrow. I have to find a place to live. My boss was like, wait, what happened? And I'm like, uh, I beat the I shit out of my stepdad. I beat my stepdad's ass. I mean, he was asking for it. <laughs> yeah, but the thing about it is the company I worked for was a super Christian company. So I was just like, right, Ooh, okay. generally frowned upon. <laughs> mm-hmm. So then I don't, I um, shall not hit thy father. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure there's a commandment about that. <laughs> so then, um, father, not stepfather, though. Yes. There's the loophole. Oh, yeah. You're good. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, I moved in with them, but then my girlfriend's mom with her, yeah, four younger siblings were having a pod play, finding a place. Yeah, after the fire. Oh, so you so got the boot. They all moved. Yes. No, no, no. They all moved in. We all moved into the apartment together. So my girlfriend, her mother, and my girlfriend's four siblings. So that's six people. You done messed yeah, up, hey, Ron. <laughs> it's Maybe time to pull seven. out. Yeah. <laughs> and counting our best friends, that's a total of that's nine a people. fucking Brady bunch right there. How many square yes, foot was this here house that you were living in? One bed, one bath apartment, sir. Whoa, wow, sweet Jesus. Nine people. So you guys really got to know each other. I would never survive. Yeah. I have to pee way too often. Um, <laughs> currently, I'm laying in my bed that's in the one bedroom, and our friends sleep in the bed that's literally about four feet away from us. Oh, you're still living there? Yeah, yeah. because I'm trying to save up money to... We're all trying to save up money to get in a two bed, one bath because we like the support. Because we move more like instead of friends, we call it a family unit type thing. Yeah. Because, you know, in today's economy, especially in California, you get fucked over so hard on so many things. Oh, where, I couldn't imagine. So, where are you at in California? <clears throat> so, Southern California? Um, uh, Southern California, but give or take about three hours away from LA. We call it technically the Central Valley. Okay. All right. Yep. 
I am in the middle of the bowl. I am in the middle of all the agricultural. You go 10 minutes either either direction in this town, you're going to hit some type of field, some type of orchard. Okay. And you'll see everything. Yeah, and recently with all the flooding, California is actually really beautiful and actually green for once. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, you guys got record amounts of rain and snow and all that <sighs> shit out there. What's great, um, let me put it this way. We are only, I think, 33 feet of elevation or 33 feet higher than a town about 30 minutes away from us. And they had record flooding in the southern area of their town to where you could not cross. It was literally, I think, 100 acres or so that was just underwater. No shit. Wow. So it was literally just like a little, little lake right there. Hmm. Get the so boats out. People in that city. That, <laughs> yeah. People were getting boats out. It was funny. Okay. And then another hour away from us in the bigger city, we call Fresno. It was underwater too. And we're like, we're not underwater. And I was like, yeah, because we're only 30 minutes away from all of your so. rain went downhill and fucked them all over. Yeah. Fuck you. Fresno. <laughs> oh, yes, it did. We got some flooding out here, but it was just streets and then people would unclog the drains and voila, it's done. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So but, where I was going with that is what are you guys paying for a one bedroom, one bathroom apartment right now? Without utilities or with utilities? Uh, without utilities, just rent. Just rent 1100 Holy fuck. And how many square foot? Uh, Shit. Uh, maybe, God, six, seven hundred around that. Wow. That's crazy. That's highway robbery. With, that is. With utilities and electricity in the summer months, we're looking at, give or take, just along 14 to 15. Wow. So let me put this in another way is I make give or take a thousand dollars a week for my job. Mm -hmm. Okay. That that's gross. Then California comes in and then I make only six fifty seven hundred. I would argue that that's gross. The fact that that they take that much money is super gross. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) it is. So I end up with, you know, twenty eight hundred, about three thousand dollars a month. Gotcha. I can easily pay for this place by myself, but then I'm half. But then you're then I have sitting there car payment, panhandling yeah. after you're done working. And all this other stuff. And it's like, holy shit. What do I have left? Oh, nothing. Yeah. And as a technician, <clears throat> it's hard for us to truly make our own food because we're always on the move. Yeah. We're always moving. Um, I drive, give or take, in a, in a day. I could drive anywhere from an hour to two hours away from where I live just to put up some cable or just simply replace the controller yeah so what's stopping you from just applying to some places locally as as a fucking greenhorn at at either a fabrication shop or are you from i think from 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 like a municipality job or something municipality (laughs) storm drain you're wanting to become a a mechanic is that correct from from the notes that Um, i was reading i want to be uh, I want to become a welder, mechanic, anything that has to do with my hands-on because that's yeah. all I love. I can't do the desk. I can't. So, so what's stopping you from going and hiring in as a greenhorn at, as at an some apprentice local somewhere? company? Yeah. yeah. Thing about where I live is there's only the big companies, and all the jobs are either filled with old heads or young heads. And the thing about it with today is a lot of people with indeed and ZipRecruiter, all these online 
application sites, you have half these dipshits, these bums, that just apply because their parents tell them to, or they apply because they see the high wage, but they're not willing to do it. So then it's like, you know, they get in before I do. I have the knowledge, I have the credibility behind me to go in that, hey, I know some of this, teach me the rest and I will thrive, versus half the people that don't go in with nothing, have zero work ethic to work eight, 10 hour shifts, and then in two weeks they're fired and then they have to look for someone else. And, you know, in that- Now, like, is that just because they're, they're able to make a better resume or is it because yeah, you're not- live. Or are you, you know, not- resumes. <clears throat> Are you on Indeed? I'm on Deed and ZipRecruiter all the time looking just for that, see where Indeed. that gap is. Because all these people will lie on their resumes. Yeah. I've seen some funny resumes. I've seen one person saying, I have, he was like a 24 year old. He's like, I graduated from a welding school and I have three years of welding experience. And I remember when he came into the shop one day, he's the, the shop manager at the time walks up to him and tells him, Hey, what's this? It's literally the tip of a MIG torch. He just, didn't even know what it was. Like, yeah, just, just the, the tip. Guy, just the tip? Yeah, yeah, just the tip. <laughs> and the guy literally says, oh, that's for oxyacetylene. And I'm like, huh? So let me ask you and this. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw another one at you. <clears throat> what, what's keeping you and the girlfriend from pulling out of California and finding some greener pastures? In reality, it's a little bit of the money and... Family. It's with family. She has such a big family out here. Fucking women and the families. That's what drugged me to Michigan. That's why I'm in Michigan. Is, um, <laughs> my girlfriend is a uh, Mexican American. All right. She has a huge family out here. We go. We whenever there's a full. Whenever her whole family decides to come together for a reunion, we have to take up a ranch. <laughs> That's amazing. That's pretty good. That's uh because. It's it, they they're so big, and if I had to guess, in her immediate family that we go to all the functions with, it's alone 20, 30 people. Wow, that's a solid get together. So that is a solid get together. But I bet you guys got some bomb ass food, dude. I was just thinking the oh, oh, yes. the spreads oh, you guys make. <laughs> when we go out to functions, you know, at the end of the day, they treat me like one of their own. And she's been part of the family, and I love it. And I, I don't want to. I don't want her. I don't want to push her away from that. Sure. But we, at the end of the day, we always agreed. Hey, you know, a couple years time after we save up and everything, and we decide what we want to do, and we get our careers more set in stone, we do yeah. want to move out. Yeah. I said because you're I still young. More. You got plenty of time to I, learn, live. Oh yeah, I do, and that's why I said you know I want to move up somewhere more north because I'm tired of this fucking heat. Yeah. You forgot love and love. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm sorry. sorry. Todd's the bathroom oh, yeah. king, and and everyone's got those little laugh, live, love, love signs on. You know, that's where Todd's pulling these lines from. <laughs> from your fucking cup. Oh, that's true. My pride cup. Uh, hell love yeah. Love is love. So now I have to ask. Uh, actually, I'm not going to ask. First, I'm going to tell. So it is funny because up here in Michigan, uh, I worked for a, a large contractor <clears throat> and the Hispanic crew. All the white guys were like, oh, fuck, it's a pain in the ass working with those guys. You can't understand him. And I'm like, you guys are fucking missing the boat. Yeah. I'm a Texas boy. I don't give two fucks what your ethnicity is, but I know if I'm on that Hispanic crew, about once a week, you're getting homemade tamales. Fuck. Yeah. And they are incredible. 
incredible. Yep. And so you guys, you white boys can all kiss my ass. I'm going to go learn Spanish. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Um, And my job right now, the big thing about it is, you know, I want to learn Spanish because trust me, I would make a lot more. Because oh yeah, in, in Southern California, bilingual, yeah, yeah, they they thrive on sales. So for us, we don't, we not only do the cable, we're also I work for Linkus technically, and we're also smart home sales. So we install, you know, all the Google Nest products, the cameras, the doorbells, all this technical shit. I don't yeah. feel like, you know, it's it's fun. It's a fun job. I love it, but the sales suck because sometimes they push so hard for sales, and I'm just like. Half you know what you need to do? You need to learn <laughs> the ins and outs of the smart home systems and setups. You, and then you jump make, ship you and do your own. Start your own those. company. My buddy does it, and he fucking kills it. And it's not. He chases all these rich-ass yuppies. And, and fucking, it's not that complicated. No. In all honesty, you no. can get online and teach yourself. Yeah. Uh, oh, it, it's not. Yeah, no, it's not. It's just what the way homes are built here is the pain in the ass. Because we have so many, I don't know about you guys, but for us, we have so many high roof ceilings. Oh. So if you're trying to make it nice and hide all the wires and everything, some roofs you only have a foot. But in that in between the roof. the ceiling and the uh, the outside. Yeah. So you only have a foot to move around, and I'm a big boy, so you know my fat ass ain't fitting in there. <laughs> <laughs> hey. You have to call the fire. Yeah. Hey, that's that's when you get like little little uh, uh, Jake down the road to just you know be your swimmer in the roof. That's right. That's right. Yeah, oh, you yeah. said you got nine people there in that apartment. Yeah, you you, you got to have enough got family members that you can you know, tie a rope to them. Put them up there. Got a younger sibling. <laughs> Recently, my girlfriend's family, uh, her mom and her siblings moved out, so now it's just the four of us and. Oh, right. it's a lot more relaxed. Nice. Now. now it's just a swingers. Not yeah, it's a swingers club. Trust me, I wouldn't have a quiet <laughs> moment to be able to do this podcast if I if they were still here. Now, here's where we're gonna take the full turn into the sweat and grime. Like, let's talk logistics here. Like, do you guys like pick numbers? Like, when is pound town? Yeah, you guys hang. <laughs> like in college, we had the coat hanger on the door. Rock like, shape, what's, rock, paper, yeah, what's the signal here that that we're going to pound town tonight? <laughs> So it's either the sock on the door. Okay. Okay. The sock on or the door. We have, a little, we have like a little thing from Christmas. It's like a red, like um, bow tie or something. It has a bell on it. All right. So you, you tie that around the door and you're like, hey, don't come out. Bitches. Yeah. Turn up the TV. Run Give us two minutes. Taco bell. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's so that's, awesome. man, that's got to be rough. Like living it's a in. a little rough, but. Yeah. It's it's rough, but at the end of the day, I, I still find it fun. I find it enjoyable. You know, we all help each other out, and then you know, on your worst. It's like an days, episode of Friends. Yeah, with, with a little days, occasional you know, reach around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got this. So you got that. Like, let's now. Let's be honest. You're in the trust nest, the trust tree, <laughs> in the middle of the night when everyone's asleep. You, you get a little side action. Come on now, Ernie. <laughs> you got to you got to do that fucking what was that what was that movie that came out when we were in fucking school about the like World War 2 the Russian sniper hmm? fuck and it had the girl from the mummy in it you know what Russian I'm talking sniper. about yeah fuck and there's one scene in there where they're like in the trenches with all the fucking soldiers and she's a female like sniper really? and she's got her love interest there and so they got to do the like silent nookie oh, like rubbing yeah, on yeah, each other yeah. and grinding oh like, <laughs> 
What the Funny fuck was it? We used to have a curtain in between the two beds. <laughs> oh yeah, it's like a dorm dorm style. So would you wear the little Christmas thing with the bell? <laughs> <laughs> it's on your nipple. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. So no, that's cool. Uh, so let's talk for a second. You, your girlfriend and her family are Hispanic, and you said your father is African American, which means you are either full or half African American. Is that correct? No, my uh, my stepfather. Stepfather. Okay, stepfather. Okay. I am. My mom. She's hardcore. Well, not hardcore, but she's straight white. She's from deep, deep South Oklahoma, Mississippi, uh, Alabama area. She's a and she was belle. the liberal. She was the one wanting to stay home with COVID. Yeah, yeah, I for sure. She drank she the California. Trump, she Trump drank Humper. the California. Well, she's tea. coming from when Trump Humper territory. Young. Her family was young back um, whenever they lived over there because her dad, oh, my grandfather, he served in Korea. All right. So he was moving around the army, and they moved to California. And my grandma said, "I love it here. Let's stay here." But this was before, in my opinion, I hate it. And I still do. Before you know, the true crack and meth epidemic took over. All right. Oh yeah, yeah. <clears throat> It was when California was good. Yeah, when California was good, it was amazing. But now it's not. And it's because we have so many homeless people. Yeah. And a funny side story is me and my friend, we actually have nickname for the uh, tweakers on the street. I don't know if that's bad or not. No. This is like nickname, grind. like in you like you guys see the same tweakers and you're like oh that's uh Miranda that's uh Curly Joe. Yeah, that's Joey well no it's nicknames for how they act so there's one lady she has a hacky sack she plays hacky sack all day all right whoa 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 we gotta go easy on shitting on hacky sack hacky sack is fun as shit as the pot is the resident pothead on this podcast go easy on hacky sack but when you're tweaking <laughs> it gets better it's better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we call her hacky sack girl. We call him this guy that li- that drives up and down the main street. He's disabled, but he has an electric wheelchair somehow. Oh, I don't nice. know how he fucking charges the damn thing. <laughs> and he has a little speaker, so we call him electric wheelchair man. Nice, that's awesome. <laughs> All right, then there's um, there, we call him. There's one guy who screams a lot, so we call him Screamo. There you Screamo. go. There you go. All right. All right. There's just funny nicknames we give him because at the end of the day, that's all we see. It's so crazy, like. Like when I worked down in Detroit, you would see this, and it's it's so fucking sad to see it. But then it's like, you know what? They're living life, (laughs) dude. They're not though. They're fucking slaves, and they don't realize it. Yeah. My town has a lovely like little river that runs right next to it. In 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 peak summer, it gets about three four feet deep, so little ones can go into it and have fun. Right. But you gotta watch out for needles. That's what I was about to say. Yeah, yeah, no. Ten years ago, you could do that. Nowadays, no, you can't because the homeless has gotten so bad to where there, one park, there's literally a homeless, we call it the homeless camp. And they got they like got riverfront 30, properties. <laughs> yeah. And they'll see them under bridges, so it's like, okay, now you have to go farther up river. Yeah. And then they have to go over that area, so now you have to go further up river. So where now you have to go all the way to the lake, which is only about 35 minute, a 35 minute drive to go swim. But the thing is, with the amount of rain and snow we got, the current is so strong because there's a lake and then there's another place called Slick Rock. It's a, the river that feeds into the lake. Mm-hmm. And it, it used to be so beautiful. It used to be like, you know, two, three feet deep whenever we had shit rain. 
and anyone can go in it and just sit down on like a nice flat rock and just chill in the current. Just relax, yeah. But recently, we've had actually people get um, the current takes them, and we have. Hopefully, it's like the homeless tweakers, people. right? Just takes them away. Yes, one less. No, yeah, these, one these less. are good people. Oh, no, man. These are good people up by the lake, and then they get taken. Um, just recently, a 31 year old male and a son got taken by the current. Dude, it's crazy, man. People underestimate water. Yeah. The power of water. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's crazy. And scary. Yeah, but, mm-hmm. Oh, fuck, yeah. Man, I had a comment, and it just totally left my head. But I do want to go back, because there's a reason I was asking about your ethnicity. I didn't just randomly go on a racist tirade there yeah. and then calm it down. <laughs> uh, so your mom, you said, was white. What? What's your dad's ethnicity? Uh, my dad is white too, so I'm 100 white. Okay, right. okay. So you're not having to deal with the racism. Your stepdad was dealing with racism. Does your girlfriend and her family encounter a lot of racism down there, or is it not so bad since Southern California's you got a lot of Hispanics? It, no matter what, you're gonna encounter it because yeah. the little town I used to be in a hundred years ago was a headquarters for the KKK. Oh wow. You know, we live in Howell, Michigan, yeah, and uh, we used to have the the clan master I think here. It was the the, the, the dragon, day. right? The, the grand, dra- the grand dragon. dragon. I don't even know what the fuck that yeah. is, other than a D and D character. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> dude, that's the thing about the clan. Like, how it's do you take so yourself seriously yeah. when you play dress up in hoods and you have the grand dragon as your big daddy? Yeah, um, <laughs> and there's a hill next to about 25 minutes down the road. We call it Rocky Hill. It's where everyone goes all the Teenagers and high schoolers or whatever go to hang Finger out. Finger banging mountain. Basically. <laughs> and there's a cross um, on the mountain. And oh, God. Was that it's where it? they used Yep. That's where oh, they used to burn people at. Oh. Wow. It, now, is it still there just for like you to it's remember? Still there because it's on private. It's on private property oh. and no one can take it down. Gotcha. Because they're fucking racist. Because the KKK still owns it. <laughs> right. Probably where I live, like as a technician, a lot of my coworkers are um, Hispanic. So, Mm -hmm. you know, they speak perfect English. They're awesome dudes. They're badass at what they do. Some of them do five, six rooms in in like two hours. Damn. Running the full cable of like mansions and everything, like six hours making the kit, like everything badass. And they'll go into people's houses and fix them. I've had coworkers tell me that, you know, they've been brought out by gunpoint by someone who's white. Wow. Um, before or after um, the work's done? Uh, before the work's done. Okay, I was going to say, I'll accept that. If it's after the work, you yeah, can go fuck bullshit. yourself. Yeah. <laughs> and they'll say, um, they'll say, give me a white boy. And then here's my happy little ass coming along and be like, okay. I'll fix it, but sir. You should just walk in the door and start speaking Spanish. <laughs> uh, I'm white. I want to sometimes. But, um, uh, actually, yeah. And then there's one day on my first couple of days, uh, we had a call out there and you walk right into the living room. There's like a ten, a ten, a gigantic KKK flag just mounted on the wall, and I'm like, "Hey, that's so fucked up." And I look at my coworker, and he just shakes his head, and he walks right the fuck out. I yep. don't, I don't understand how in this day and age you can still be so fucking bigoted and. It's I, I don't know how you hold on to this mentality, especially because 90% of the fucking white supremacists you see are overweight sacks of shit. Yeah, they don't. They're and they're the piles. superior race? Yep. Really? Like, yep. come on, man. 
Like, go eat another Big Mac and sit the so fuck down. Up. Oh, yeah. It, it's fucked up. And But there's also been other funny stories to where, you know, as technicians, we... Uh, you know what? I'll just cut you off right there. What's your best story? I was just about to yeah, say that. What's I'm your like, best story? Um, this and, actually happened to me recently, like, give or take last week. Ooh. Ooh. What was it? What was it? Do tell. Um, Pray do tell. I go t- my boss was rolling out with me because he just does this. He rolls out with everyone to mm-hmm. see how they're doing. That's a good boss. And, you know, I as soon as I get up to the gate, the dude walks out in anger, fury. He tells me straight up, you're going to give me the fucking receivers. I'm going to do it myself. Or you can get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and that moment, I was like, huh? Like, I was so confused. And my boss, he, he steps in between me. And he's like, sir, we can't leave you the receivers. They're you know, $100, $200 a piece. Yeah. We have to do it. And we'll fix up whatever the past technicians did. Yeah. Trying to reason with the man. And the man starts cussing and yelling at him and everything. And my boss is like, hey, you know, if you don't want us to do it, we won't do it. And then, like, the guy turns towards me and he starts going on tirade about me. Oh, you're going to get your boss to do everything for you. <laughs> and then my boss looks at him and he's like, no. And he's just, I'm afraid my technician will whoop your ass and I'm not going to fire for him. Oh, <laughs> this is not, this is good. Did you, did you, did you whoop his ass? I wish I did because it, by the end of the day, I think I would have been, uh, you should have been like, mister, my stepdad did not take too kindly the last time he talked bad to me. I beat my stepdad's <laughs> ass and I'll beat yours just as red. Well, this dude was an old white dude, white beard. I was like, you're going to have a heart attack if you don't come. Yeah. 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 But then, you know, he's like, okay, I'll switch to fucking direct. And my boss is like, okay. He calls up the dispatchers. He's like, hey, customer at this house, address, phone number. Isn't that he crazy? You're, you're in like the Comcast, Xfinity, Dish Network. You're in that like this network war. Yeah. <laughs> I'll call fuck somebody else. You, All right, sir. I'm I don't switching. give a fuck. I'm just here to hook yeah. up your fucking cable. Yeah. I always have my reasons and I can always t- I can always like touch it on each person. I can be like, hey, you pay this much for a direct TV, which is like a hundred bucks more than us. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell them straight I'm like, their quality is barely better than ours. So why are you paying so much more for this? Dude, I, I can it's tell not you right noticeable, now. Yeah. And then, Fucking. The monopoly out here, especially in the Central Valley, is Spectrum Internet. And yeah, cable yeah we they, had them in Texas. Reach, yeah, we, they'll have they'll be out in the, all the rural areas because people don't think Dish is out there. Yeah. yeah. So they have their monopoly out there, and I went to a brand new badass house. And to put this in perspective, a badass house in California, you know, three four rooms. Without an upstairs, your single floor is about give or take eight hundred eight hundred thousand. That's yeah. fucking oh, yeah. retarded. Yeah. Yes. That's so, this still oh. is in the Central Valley. Wow. And That's so dumb. <laughs> badass new house, you know, everything pre wired, right? Nope. Because when we go up there, Spectrum clipped all the pre wiring just to get their one line. Through. Yep. I I've so, seen that so before. Basically Wow. I all their Brand new pre wiring gone. Wow. We had a customer. This is a couple years Dude, ago. Dude, I'd be on the we, horn with we, Spectrum. We, we wired Fuck their whole house out with, you know, cable and cat five, everything that, you know, so nothing had, all they had to do was connect outside. They wouldn't oh, yeah. connect mm-hmm. outside. They're like, nope, I got to run in. So they talked to this homeowner and all of a sudden we get a call back. These motherfuckers like drilled through our baseboard, ran and stapled them on the outside of the baseboard because, you know, Jesus. Oh my God. Just black wire everywhere. And I was uh, like, are you fucking yeah, kidding me? Fucking. <laughs> I don't like to do that, 
but personally, when I do it, I try my best to hide it. Mm-hmm. So well, it's a, it's a, it's a, of. it's a thing that they have to like. We we had everything pre-ran because we knew what the customer wanted, and but the company would not terminate at our termination points outside or in the basement crawl space, you know, so that oh. everything would work. <laughs> it was ridiculous because they had to get paid. They came to wire a whole well, house. The second thing about here with especially new subdivisions being built here, you know, when a, you know, some people buy the property before the house is even built and like people, contractors or whatever will ask me, Hey, how many rooms are you going to want pre-wired? Yep. And oh my god, some people are like, "How much will it cost?" And they're gonna say like some retarded number. I think it's like sometimes five, ten grand extra. And I'm yeah. like, "Oh shit, okay." And people are like, "No, no, no, I don't want to put more money on me." So then they only get two rooms pre-wired, and then I'm like, "Hey, I'm gonna have to drill a hole to get this cable in." I had everything, and they're like, "Wait, is there another reason?" I'm like, "Okay, I I always give them my customers options because I yeah. take care of them." And I'm like. I do the wire like this. It's going to look shitty and you're going to be pissed off about it. Cause I already know. Yep. Or I go wireless, but I'm like the wireless can be finicky sometimes, especially over a long distance. I always say, you know, 30 feet is max because if you go over that, then it starts cutting out it gets choppy and sometimes yeah. it might not work at all. All right. All right. So Ernie, let's, let's really talk here for a second. What's you, you've got the skill set that you could go in with no help. And pre-wire new construction houses, right? Not to that degree yet. I want to learn it. I want to learn everything. That's I think you're underestimating yourself. Yeah, I think you're absolutely because if you're yourself, yeah, sure. if you're fucking hooking all this shit up, you have all the basic understanding. And so, and, and likewise, I'm with Todd. You also, with what you know right now, plus a little a little more internet knowledge, you could 100% wire a smart home on your own. Oh yeah, I could, but why? For do, me, you got any local builders in your area? I don't really think we do because we only have really major construction. So how about get, so how get a hold of major it, construction companies that you know? Uh, well, that's true. Commercial buildings are going to need Ethernet. This is something fun all- you can put together. Put together a business plan. Well, I was about to say, not only that, wow. you got you got the skill set or or most of the skill set, and what you don't have, I don't think you necessarily need to go to any schooling for. You can absolutely get a YouTube education on it. Yep. And then where I'm going with this is. Even if you got to drive 45 minutes to an hour to get to an area where you've got consistent residential construction, you ought to go try to find some of these builders and hit them up and say, hey, I, I'd absolutely be willing to wire a couple houses for you at a really discount, a discounted rate and, and show you what my skill set is. And that might be a great way to get your foot in the door, starting your own business, doing all these pre-wires. Yeah. That, that is true. But let me, I'm going to put this out here because... Ever since listening to your podcast mm-hmm. and taking in tips, I've learned from not only this, but yes, I do listen to Blue Collar Narrative as well. There cool, you go. and that's just about to get good or better. <laughs> yes. And um, my big thing on that is, you know, the other day I saw, you know, fiber optic cables mm-hmm. being installed, and I said, "Hey, I want, I want to learn that." So I talked to the dude. Hey, how do I get involved? What do I got to do? Yep. You know, who do I got to talk to? And he gave me down a list of numbers and I gave a couple of calls and I'll see where that goes with that. Yeah. But you're also talking about YouTube education and I do believe in YouTube education because while I was working at 
Oh, well, not working. But when I was going to school in my ag mechanics class before I had the barbecue trailer, mm-hmm. um, it was my first half of my junior year. My stepdad broke his um, fuck. He broke his saw, and it had an aluminum base, and he cracked it. I'm like, how the fuck you cracked that? First of all, he said it fell yeah. out of his truck. I'm like, okay, there's more. <laughs> there's one thing more than thing broken, but okay. And so I was like, I went to my school and I said, hey. Mr. Schultz, can you teach me how to aluminum one? He's like, I don't know how to, but I have the supplies. So I set off on a mission to, to learn, how, learn how, to... how to aluminum one. Yes. Did you did so you conquer I it? Off. Yes, I did because I started nice. off shitty. You know, just started off with no filler rod, just trying to get my beads straight. Mm-hmm. Yep. Then, you know, after I got them straight, I tried it just a little bit of light, a little bit, and then I I would go home after school. And I would just watch tons and tons of videos from weld.com, one, two, three welding, or whoever else on all aluminum welding, just, you know, cleaning it, cleaning the filler, making sure your tungsten's sharp, making sure your tungsten's not, um, but exposed to elements that can cause, um, fuck, I can't think of the words in my head. I got what you're saying, though. Just, yeah. The and impurities are. All these, yeah, impurities. And I would just, Go to school. I would just watch and watch. And every day, my teachers told me get better and better. Yeah. And be aware, this is only when I had two hours in class to do this. Mm-hmm. So two hours in class and hours countless outside of school, I just kept on getting better. So I finally, one day, you know, I was doing it. I was doing the tees. I was doing lap welds. I was getting my beads down, filler, everything. Just get down. Yeah. And this is aluminum we're talking about. So for most people, they don't know what aluminum that's TIG welding, isn't it? Weld- no, aluminum yes, welding, TIG. yeah. But boom, I don't know shit so, about welding, and I fucking a, nailed it. But, right, I'll let you explain it. But I'll, like, I'll lay because it it's such a soft metal. <laughs> aluminum welding, it is a soft for aluminum. It is soft material, but it has what we call it, you know, welding oxide layer. What's so stupid about this oxide layer is I think it burns at like some like eighteen hundred degrees Fahrenheit mm-hmm. or melts. Aluminum itself burns at nine, eight, nine hundred degrees. Oh, so you got to so kind of, you got to either gotta, remove the oxidation or you're fucked. Basically, because what happens is you'll heat up the oxide layer, <laughs> then you just have a puddle of aluminum on your floor. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Yeah, so it's a very finicky metal and you have to make sure everything's super clean. Interesting. And, you know, without no certifications and just doing it in my class with a foot pedal and a 20 year old machine. I taught myself how to do it. That's awesome. And other dude. kids were like, how do you do that? And I'm like, I just, I basically said, I fuck it. I, I winged it. That is a fundamental flaw, in my opinion, in the way our education system works is we have turned into a country where unless someone is feeding us an answer, we don't know what to do. And it's because instead of teaching people how to teach themselves, we spoon feed information and we tell you exactly what you need to do and exactly how you need to do it. And if yep. you stray outside the lines, you're fucked. And, and so you have, man, for two or three generations, maybe even four or five. Now we've got probably two or three generations. We've got all these kids that literally don't know, know how to think outside the box. And yeah. heaven forbid they have to take on a new skill. Critical thinking well, is, but, but that's can. where I, I look at, what our generation, starting with our generation, but but even trickling down now into your generation, 
the internet has opened up so many opportunities for you to go out there, get the information yourself and teach yourself new skills. And people don't take advantage of that. And that's kind of, I guess where, where Todd and I are going with you is between the knowledge that you already have and what you could potentially gain from the about, internet and what you've told us about, I have you're no light doubt. years ahead of 90% of the people your age. I have no doubt you could go fucking pre-wire a house and you may have one or two oopses you got to go back and fix. And you you learn your lesson and the next house gets better. And then when you run into something that you don't understand or someone wants some new fucking Google module you don't know about, fucking get on the internet, learn how to do it and go install it. And there yeah. you are. You're you're up and running. And it didn't take you going to a $10,000 or $15,000 education course. It's just doing it and learning it. I guess where I'm at, where are you right now in the ladder at DISH? As a technician, I'm still level one tech. Um, I'm probably going to stay with them for just a couple more years because they offer a sweet program to go to New Mexico for about six months, become a level two tech, and they to basically tell you, hey, any other, um, any other company like DirecTV, Xfinity, Comcast, all these other ones, to become a level two tech, their schooling takes about two years. Let me ask you this. What's your earning potential as a level two tech? Uh, twice what I make now. So what's what's the dollar value of becoming a level two tech for you? 34 an hour. Okay. So that's decent money for our neck of the woods, but you're in Southern California where everything's expensive Fucking, as fuck. So, yeah. so let me change this around. And this is me coming at you from, from a guy who's experienced about double the lifetime that you have. Oh yeah. <laughs> is is that pay rate worth two years of your time sticking around for? In my eyes, no. Okay. I already know the answer to that. Is that no? Okay. Yeah. Because I can my tell you right now, you, you go do something on your own with the skill set you already possess, you're making more than thirty four dollars. Yeah, because what Dish is doing, they're you know, you said it exactly what they want you to say. Yeah. You go to any other one of the companies, yeah. they're going to hold you back, and the, you're not going to get that. The verbiage is there for a reason. They want, they the, want to sound super appealing. Hold you and I down. Yes. And at bay. Yeah. It's, it's what so, our government does. And, and, and obviously, <laughs> we're not here to tell you what to do with your life, and, and you need to plow your own path. But I will say that's that's the way I would think about that is 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 $34 an hour and, and the level two tech certification worth two years of your blood, sweat, and tears sacrificing for dish no because i already because when we plan to get the um next apartment with the two beds one bath i already told i'm already gonna tell my girlfriend hey i'm going to save up as much as i can i'll pay my bills but i'm gonna save as much as i can to then go to the welding school make sure dishes on the side so four hours in the school four hours a dish or five or six hours so i can just keep on paying mm-hmm. What's and welding then, school going to cost you? The ten grand. Dude, ten grand is not me. is not that much money. And no, you've got not. you got a steady job right now. You're telling me you can't run down to the bank and get a ten grand education loan with with the income you got. Have you looked into nah, that? A little bit, but at the end of the day, there's there's just so many factors at play in, and yeah. a little bit is you know I love my girlfriend to death. I gave her the promise ring. I plan on doing some big events in the future, you know, Yep. you know, tying the knot. 
And you know, you didn't have to say it on the air, man. She's gonna know now. It's all right. It's all right. She probably she's so offended by sweat and grime. She won't listen to shit. (laughs) (laughs) But um, and with our friends and how they were all the raised, you know, about no no to loans. In my eyes, I'm like, yes, yes to loan for one time. Oh, did we lose you? Oh, Starnet kick out. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Chinese weather balloon. Oh, there it is. Okay, Okay, there we go. He's back. He's back. We lost you for a second. So you said yes, yes to loan, and then you dropped off the face of the earth. We're back? Yep, we're back. You're back. Can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, we heard yes, yes to loan, and and then you disappeared. You shut the curtain. That's right. We heard a little bell (laughs) dingling, and and you're back. I say yes (laughs) to this one loan to get me the dream career I want, as long as I'm happy in my dream career, because I know for a fact I'm I'm the type of kid who I can't do the test. I can't do, you know, sitting in school for eight hours a day. Yeah. To just do one exam and then throw up all the information I learned. No, I'm the kind of person that's like learning each a new skill each day. So then I'm valuable in a sense. That's what yeah. my, teacher, my Mr. Schultz always taught me. He's like, you want to go into iron working or whatever it is, go to this college over here in Reedley, learn welding and learn CNC machining. So I still here. Here's where I have you been over to that school. Have you actually sat with any of the counselors at that school? Uh, no, I have not. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you an assignment. Go sit with a counselor at that school and tell them that you're interested in attending and let them know your situation. Because the other thing you need to you need to think about too is the loans that you're going to get through that channel versus you trying to do it personally are very very different paths. And there's going to be very, very different hurdles. If you're going for just a personal loan at a bank or a credit union, they're going to want collateral. They're going to want something material that you can put up so that if you don't pay them back, they can can come come and grab it it and get some money back. And your girlfriend's not an option. And that's true. Yeah. Unfortunately, (laughs) neither is her family. And so you're just going to have to figure it out. Now, if you go through the student loan office and one of the counselors... They don't require all of that because it's a totally different kind of loan. And I'm with you, man. If this is the path you want, if you know this is what you want to pursue, dude, 10 grand is the smallest fucking hurdle to To a lifelong lifelong career. Like, go, don't wait two years to do that. Go get that shit tomorrow. And it is it is absolutely within reach to go do that tomorrow if you want to. Do you still have connection with Mr. Schultz? I do. I have his phone number and me and him talk from time to time. Actually, soon enough, he's going to make up a date uh, close to the end of the year for the school year here so I can go talk to the kids. Look, we're going to just be your personal cheerleaders. Todd and I got you back, man. I think because I'm sitting here like, you know, you get off work one day, spend two, three hours, see if Mr. Schultz will open the shop up to you. To fucking throw some walls oh, together. That's a great point. Absolutely. You Even pay, if you throw a little cash down for rod yeah. or whatever you're going to use. Or you take a kid that is in the class now and kind of make him your apprentice, but you're also learning yourself, but you can teach him the basics. So it gets you in the door. That's true. So this is actually a really cool thing is my girlfriend's little brother. Um, his name's Leo Leonardo. I like and that name. That's it's a powerful name. Yeah. 
when it comes to my girlfriend and her family, they've never had truly a male figure that sticks around and actually does good shit. Yeah. yeah. And so now here we are. Like beating their stepdad's ass. <laughs> <laughs> the little ones take after me because Leo actually is in Mr. Schultz's Agmec one class. Oh, that's nice. awesome. That's awesome. And Leo welds, and I let him take my very expensive welding helmet to go weld. Good. Good for you for supporting that and encouraging that. Um, yeah, the thing I told him is you break my helmet, you're going to pay me back. Fuck yeah. You put, you absolutely put a put little, the fear yeah, you put the, in. you put the fine print in there, but <laughs> well, it's a, if you don't know anything about welding hoods, and if I say this, I know a lot of welders, you like, oh shit, a little bit to it. It's going to be an ESOB Sentinel A50. Yeah. I don't know anything about that, but it sounds very impressive. Uh, it's a $350 helmet. Right. I mean, it's a little, it's a nice little piece of helmet. That's phenomenal fucking If work. we and were comparing it. penises directly, I would say yours is definitely girthier. Yeah, yours is a Lamborghini. <laughs> <laughs> but all in all, uh, thank you for the advice because I'll take that. Absolutely, you man. Know, yeah, you know, we're not uh, we're not only here to like tell dick jokes yeah, and fucking like there's dick some substance um, here. We we that. try. That's why, love, <laughs> that, that's why I love this podcast because you guys keep it real. You guys slap some sense into certain people and you're like, hey, if you want that, pursue that. Yeah, and absolutely. That, so Sometimes there's days that we're like, why don't we get take our own advice? <laughs> I need to become an electrician. I need to just fucking you know? go get the certifications to become right. an electrician and make Finish a shitload more yeah, money. I know. It's hilarious. So, um, so if I can take us back really to like my high school real quick. Yeah. The one, and this is, goes back to what you guys said about how schools are not putting enough into the trades. Yes. Mm-hmm. My school barely puts enough. The well, school I went to barely put enough into the trade. Into the. They put uh, Mr. Mr. Schultz class. into it. That's it. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, like he's an awesome teacher. He's straight old style, and it's funny because he will he won't he, he keeps it real with the kids. Yep. Yeah. And when I was there, you know, we always had fun. It was always you know work, do your thing, and that's how you got A's. Yep. So how I passed a lot of my finals in his class is fucking hilarious. Oh God. Thank God you put hilarious my, on there. I was like, sweet <laughs> Jesus, where are you going? We're off the rails. We passed a final by pulling out a cement nail. Port. Wait, oh, say pulling that. Pulling out a cement nail out of cement. Yeah, but it was, it was already, it was still wet. It wasn't, it hasn't fully cured yet. What are we talking about? A cement nail. Yeah, it's for um like his hay belt. Um, it was for like a little God. I want to call it a barn, but I know it's not a barn. Like a shed thing for the hay bales. Because right. they have a little farm in there. Yeah. School. And they put it in. If you look down that like a far long road that goes along our school, that's how the uh, trucks and everything get down the road for mm-hmm. like the cafeteria. If you look down that road, he's pissed off because the shed is literally five degrees too far to the left. <laughs> <laughs> so it's crooked. So he got pissed off and he's like, no, I'm not doing that. So we went out there one day and we just pulled the fucking stakes out and he's like, oh, you uh, lifted the whole fucking building and you guys did an Amish fucking barn move. Yeah. (laughs) No, we just removed the stakes and he's like, I'll move it another year. Oh, okay. Or, um, oh, you got it prepped so that one night when everyone else is sleeping, he can class got the a by prepping for the next year's classes, a by moving. 
basically. <laughs> and then <laughs> all awesome. of a sudden, a freaking giant and, um, like squall of winds come through in the fucking right. barn. And the shed is no more. <laughs> His class was always like, hey, you can either sit here and do a test for two hours, or you do this one little thing for me, you get an A. <laughs> So now part of me was thinking that Mr. Schultz was like this really great life advice coach. But now part of me is wondering if, if Mr. Schultz is just the fuck around guy and he was cool because you didn't have to do shit. Hey, he's in his sixties. I would love to say that's old, but I tell you as a, as an almost 40 year old dude, that ain't that old. Yeah, no. um, And why I say he's a really cool teacher is simply because how he loves making jokes too. Yeah, we have this one kid in the class named Bodie. Well, we call him Boatman. All right, because he was just he was a dumbass. Okay. And Mr. Schultz said, whenever your kid would act out, Mr. Schultz said, "Don't make me grab my damn hammer." <laughs> and we have a running joke still to this day that Hammerman the steps out of line. He's gonna get a random hammer thrown at him from no matter where he's at. <laughs> uh, the Schultz hammer, Thor. <laughs> Just Thor, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, it was like a little joke like that, and um, I just loved the high school and how, even though he didn't have all the funding, he still had enough to make sure the kids learned what they needed to learn. Yep. Yeah, the basics, yeah. essentials. Because, for example, my stepdad he was being dipshit because our the boards in our house were bowing outwards, and he was trying to drill them in back into the studs so they wouldn't bow. His dipshit drills right through a copper pipe. <laughs> And create a sprinkler line. Well, basically, and so I go out there and I'm looking and I'm like, wait, Mr. Schultz taught me how to solder. Nice. Not when the water's in the pipe, though. (laughs) You know the the bread trick? Yeah, you know, we just hold held the torch to the copper pipe so all the water boiled out. Yeah, that's fine. So, so Ernie, do you do you know the bread trick? The bread trick. Yeah. So. If you've got a copper line with a little bit of drippage, a little bit of drippage, and it just will not fucking stop, and it keeps your pipe too cold, take some bread, wad it up, and stuff it up in the pipe, and it'll stop the water long enough you can get your soldering done. And then as soon as you well, turn the water soggies on, soggies up and it soggies up. On. Yep. So what you'll have to do it at your, your faucet is you'll just take the little aerator off of it, and that bread will blow right out the line, and then you can throw your aerator back on, and you're good to go. Oh wow! <laughs> cool. Yeah, <laughs> but we'll send you the bill for that little tidbit. That's knowledge. right. Or for my <laughs> friends, they had a loose um, outlet. You know, if you know the name, duplex duplex receptacle. A duplex receptacle, you say? Mm-hmm. P- try not to mm-hmm. arouse me, Ernie. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I was like, "Oh, I can fix that." So I told him, "Turn off the breaker. I'll get the screws real quickly." Undid it. 89 cents later, put a new one in and it works still to this day. Perfectly fine. And that's, and that's a beautiful thing about, um, even a basic understanding of electrical of trades in general. Like if you can, if you can understand the basics, you don't have to be an expert, understand the basics of plumbing, understand the basics of electrical, understand the basics of just doing simple drywall patches. None of this shit is overly complicated. But again, we've got this education system that is so focused on getting you into college. Yep. We don't teach any of that shit. And so nope. now you're going to pay an electrician, what, probably 250 bucks or something to come to your house and replace a receptacle. You're going to pay a plumber. Fuck, I bet Greg could charge you easily five to seven hundred bucks, bucks yeah. to come out, 
rip some out drywall out. Well, that's true. If you're in bumfuck nowhere, it's going to be easily a thousand dollar service call. Well, he'll probably just take his private jet out. You call them. Well, that's true. That's Fly true. Fly right out to you. Parachute up. <laughs> well, out and, here in California, the rates are so jacked up that that little plumbing incident probably would have costed because the plumbers love to take advantage. The electricians love to take advantage of certain situations. Yeah. Yep. The duplex, I can see 250. The plumbing, they would have been like, oh, we got to do this, this, and this, and all this We're going to cut a huge nobody. hole in your wall. We're going to fix your plumbing, then you're still going to have a huge and, hole and in your wall. And I was about to say, you, they ain't fixing the hole <laughs> no. in the wall. You got to call a drywall contractor. Yeah. That's and where I always fucked up. Like, I can't just be a one-stop shop. Yeah. I, or, I, I am the one-stop shop. I can't just right do it all. Yeah, one, like, one thing. It happened so long ago, but the estimate my mom got from um, a plumber was like 1200 Jesus. To fix one little hole in a copper pipe. Damn. Yes. Wow. Now, I, I will say this is it's a combination of two things. The first one, like I said, no one knows how to do any of these skills. Yep. And so they can charge whatever the fuck they want because what are you going to do? And then the nah. second is because there aren't any people coming into the trades. I was talking to an electrician the other day at the electrical supply place and he's like, yeah, I can. I mean, I try to be ethical about it, but I can charge pretty much whatever the fuck yeah. I want because who else are you going to call? Yep. Like well, our business is drying up because no one is coming into the field. Correct. I love, I want to go into welding really bad. That's like my dream career. Go do it, Ernie. Come on, man. Come on. But hear me out. I also learned to live. There's a giant wall in front of you. No, it's a curtain. And you're building it. It's a curtain, Ernie. And you just got to higher. You got to sweep that bitch over the side. Excuses. You got to throw that little, (laughs) that little jingle jangle collar on and you go for it. I will do the welding. I'll (laughs) tell you guys that I will do the welding. Give me six months. No, you don't need six months, Ernie. Come on. Six days. Ernie, within the next, within the next two weeks, I want an email from you saying I went and talked to the guidance counselor. In fact, I'll do you one better. You don't even have to go down there. Fucking call the guidance counselor at that college. And talk to him about what it would take to get a loan. And I want to report back within two weeks. Did we lose you? Ernie. Ernie. Hey, is Bert sitting on the phone? Er- Ernie. Hey, hello, what's up, boys? Hey, there you go. There he is. <laughs> we lost you. Can you hear us? My friends came in like crackheads right now. Okay, you're good. <laughs> They're tweaking. So, where did, did, so did we actually lose you or did you just mute us? I had a mute for a second, so I can tell them to get the Okay, so you off. heard my fucking rant, and, and I just challenged you, and then you totally left me hand. No, I I accept your challenge. Okay, I want an e- a legit. I and want we a will fucking keep up email with you. or a message. I, the one thing I am good at is circling back oh, yeah, and top, checking top in our guests. Oh, yeah, ride your ass. Literally. And, you know, I accept that challenge, and I will do it. Do but it. With the welding field, I'll do it. But I also want to learn everything else around it in a way of I want to learn a little bit about the heavy equipment side just because I find that fun. Um, I've worked at a retail store and I was the back I was the um, the back of the warehouse guy. Yep, taking donations and supplies and it's cool being the back door guy. Yeah, I mean I was a forklift certain. I had my forklift certification and through the welding people. I can't get I, anything quick enough. <laughs> No, I'm that, sorry. Sorry, I'm sorry. We're we're trying I to was make. I around. Todd was saying it's cool being the back door guy, and I was desperately trying to search for a sound effect that was appropriate. We got <laughs> sidetracked. I'm sorry, Ernie. St- stay on course, man. You're doing good. Don't get distracted by us. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I have forklift certification under my belt, and I don't have grade all certification. You know, what you can do with that, sir. 
Do you know? What? Work at Home Depot. Can you can pick shit up and put it down. That's. I know. God it's damn it, <laughs> Because I also out here in California, we have a big um, a billion dollar company called Western Milling. I don't know if they're out by you guys. Western the, Milling. Of, yeah, it's for the um, all the feed and the grain around here because there's dairies everywhere in California. Is it a uh, fuck? What is it? Is it Western Star? Or is it just Western Milling? It's Western Milling. Okay, then we don't have them. Because we've got something up here that's like Western Star or something, yeah. but I don't think it's the same. Yeah, for them, I worked as a forklift operator, and we mixed in all the dry ingredients to make the feed for the animals, yeah. the cows, and all that. Yeah. And at the welding place, I you know, was driving the grade all, and I got pretty good at driving the grade all. And, you know, making sure I don't, like my coworker did, and stick his boom out fully extended with god 24 foot uh, eye beams <laughs> and that were i think three h inch thick turn around and, holy man <laughs> you know his dumbass did decided to do a um an endo in the great all and then he decided to knock down all the rest of our scrap at the same time and i was oh. like oh this fucking idiot yeah. that's when you just uh walk away yeah. <laughs> here's my key well i've here's also my done badge. a lot of cool things when i was in the place uh, <laughs> that's for you greg for them <laughs> one of their big things for them is they love the painting all their metal red so red iron well, there was a there was a they were building a bell tower a bell tower for a church Oh, a bell, and a bell tower. All right. The bells. Yeah. I thought you said a bell the tire. Bells. I'm like, bell tire. <laughs> That's our tire changing yeah, shop. Used bell the tire. Picker. <laughs> we used a cherry picker to get me up about, give or take about 20 feet off the ground. And I had to walk on and give or take about eight inches of metal. So like an iron worker. Ooh, you're, just, making, you're making me rock hard I, right now. I've never taken more than six inches of metal. <laughs> uh, they get me up there and it's eight inches. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love it. <laughs> you better hang that little Christmas ornament. <laughs> Note to yeah. self, don't ever do that again. <laughs> Y'all, dude, I can't do heights. I'm sorry. I will fully admit well, to being I'm just a giant saying, pussy. Don't ever let somebody put you in an unsafe situation just for their the better of themselves. So were you, you were, did you have any fall protection? Nope. Oh, <laughs> That's what I'm saying. fuck he, that. Just, no, uh, uh, no way. No. I'm telling you, you're young and young Even, and dumb. Don't do it. Yeah, don't I've let people it, take I've advantage of you. You do not um, have to do dangerous shit in this industry or any industry. You do not have to do dangerous shit as a young I, guy. Yeah. Even with dish, if they tell you Even to do with, something, fuck you, dish. Fuck you, dish. Well, for dish and some of the houses out here, they're you know they're twenty twenty five feet high, and they only give us a fully extended twenty foot ladder, twenty five foot ladder. And some of the houses are even bigger than that. Oh my god! So nope. You're working probably about two, a foot, maybe a foot and a half to two feet under. No, the roof or stop! No. Oh, so and you know what sucks to, is, dude. You know what it is? They will. You sign so many pieces of paper, dude. They're so fucking lawyered up and so well paid. Like, they got. They probably got a like, life insurance like, policy like, out. At on the you. end of the day, your supervisor's like, you got to get this done. Yep. In sense of. I guarantee However, you, you got to get it done I and get it done. Guarantee you, but they if got you a life do insurance that, policy on their text. I bet. And if you do this and you fall and hurt yourself, it's your fault. Yeah, not theirs. And if you, you know. die, we collect a fat paycheck. Oh, yeah. sorry. Oh, I yeah, no, I know all that. That's where I'm always like, I'm always extra careful. 
But Ernie, Ernie, at the Ernie. Day, if I feel unsafe, I always tell my boss, like, I'm not doing this fucking yeah. job. But you get someone else out here. Let me tell you, Ernie, as I as I gently hold and stroke your hand, it's way worse at Comcast. <laughs> <laughs> If I had that soundboard in front of you, I would put, um, I would play the sound. Yay! No, I'm just, I'm saying no. that that's the way Dish treats you. Is they'll say, Ernie, as they pat you on the backside and they say, "It's okay, it's okay, Ernie, that you're working 25 feet off the ground with no fall protection." Because at Comcast, it's way worse, and that's why you, you should 40. stay here. They give us a hard hat. And say and safety glasses. Nice. So when you that fall, you never wear. Make sure you point <laughs> down. <laughs> yeah. I'm not if I do wear it or not. Like yard darts. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, lawn darts for Ernie. <laughs> the, well, there is a fall protection system, but not every technician carries in the van. The only time a technician carries it in the van is, for example, whenever we have to go to the mountains, and we have to go on, you know, the steep aluminum roofs for all the snow. Oh fuck. Hmm. <laughs> And then that's where the fall protection comes in because some of those roofs are, oh, yeah. are sometimes even overgrown with moss or something. And then it's just like, okay. And all it really is is a little harness and basically a string attached to a hook that you put to the other side. It's pretty much a, a death swing. Yeah. That's that's where, <laughs> that's to, to quote the movie Snatch. You're, you're by yourself, right? When you're doing these things. Oh, all the time. So, yeah. so the, the thing time. is about you're, fall you're protection, protection, you only have about five minutes eight minutes or something before your arteries cut off in your legs and you you will die from cardiac arrest because your circulation is fine they're yeah. not worried about that it's fine. but your nuts will look huge like they're just ah. but you know what the bright side is you will you become fall. the new sex ornament that that tells people whether or not they can come home they'll just <laughs> if ernie's out <laughs> go to taco bell <laughs> <laughs> He's hanging from your roof. Don't come in. Um, <laughs> Just circle the block a couple times, guys. When Ernie well, comes down, you're safe. Have you? So are, you got to get on roofs quite a bit, right? Uh, they don't want. They don't want us on roofs, but sometimes you have to because of where the dish is located at. So yeah. you do repairs. I was gonna yeah. say. So sometimes you got to get the pitch dude, hopper. That, that sounds look, dirty. I'll be on roofs. Look, uh -huh. I'll be on roofs in any type of weather too. So rain. Fuck that. Yeah. Fuck that. Whatever. To, to quote the movie Snatch, that's where my minty F balls <laughs> this is where shrivel up inside my body. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a little bit of a plug in because I, I love these boots ever since I found them. It's going to be have to be low key cat makes a really good boot. Cat? Cat? Yes. Cat no shit. Caterpillars. Huh. They make a really good boot. No shit. Who knew? And that. Boot has saved me from eating so much shit. Well, I'm trying to think of like a like using a heavy equipment operator boot. I guess you would say that would be cat, right? Is that what it's? Well, cat's got to? a whole boot line from Does what it? I understand. Right. Yeah, so I'm like, I would not get on a roof with a working boot. No, <laughs> they've got magnetic <laughs> boots. Come to find out, for working on metal roofs. Oh shit! Yeah, I'm like, that's fucking genius. Like Oh, I can't move. Yeah. You got to stay in one place. Yeah, exactly. You can walk right <laughs> up the fucking wall. Also working for this and like all these, you know, cable companies and all this shit, you do some fun things. Yeah. Uh, probably the funnest experience was when I was still doing my ride-alongs. We went to the bigger town to the south of us called Bakersfield. All right. And we got on top of the movie theater there. 
Nice. It's about give or take about forty feet, but we, you know, it's the internal ladder systems, not the out into out exterior ladder. Yeah. And we got up on top of the roof, and we just we already had like a shitty rinky dink ladder up there, so we just fixed that and we went on our way. Nice. So, I am telling you, being in the building trades industry, you get to do some pretty cool shit. You know, in my in my tenure, I was a project manager for a mechanical company, and I always drove around the city of Detroit. You know, that's where I always worked. And I always looked up at these skyscrapers that are 100 years old, you know, just been there forever. And finally, when I became a project manager, I had jobs that were redoing all the plumbing and all the chillers and stuff on the top of the roofs. So, you know, you're sitting there going up 80, 90 stories and looking over the skyline is so gnarly. You know, you're saying a movie theater, but it's like, yeah, <laughs> it's cool. Well, you know, I've been to some really amazing houses. I've been to some really cool ones. Um, one of them used to be the regional manager for, I think, PG&E. All right. Southern California. Yeah. They did his house. His house is dope. Uh, for where I live, and I still have his number, or I have a business, a business card. And the main contractor of steel out here in Visalia, I have his number. Um, for the main contractor, then, for he supplies steel? Yep. Dude. And I Give that number. motherfucker a call. That motherfucker. If he gave you your, his number, and you're a welder, and you, dude, these, these are networks that you've made. Got to use them. I had to step out and take a tinkle. Can you update me? Um, just when talking that I have all these contacts and information with some really cool dudes. Yep. For PG uh, and E, the um, like the. Uh, District or regional manager for California. I have yeah. Yeah. Why the, the fuck are you hitting them uh, up? <laughs> because this frowns upon it whenever the technicians reach out to customers. Go oh, fuck no, no, themselves. No, no, no. So, so I'm gonna tell you right that now. That guy Ernie, gave you his number, Ernie, for a at, reason. I, as a, as a, as someone who has been a 20 year old, not confident, not sure how the politics of the world works. I'm gonna tell you right now. If someone gives you their personal number and says, reach out to me, go fuck your employer, especially if it's going to be a better opportunity for you, because you have to think in the grand scheme of things, dish only cares about dish and not your dish. They're going to pat you on the backside yeah, and tell you it's worse at Comcast. And that's why we're treating you so good. The reality is we're going to do just enough to keep you satisfied. So and you stay bay. here yep. so that we can make a lot of money off of you and not pay you very much. So yep. If you've got those sort of contacts and those sort of networks that you've made, you made them. You go take advantage of them. You start those conversations. Don't don't let someone else hold your career back because of some stupid little policy that you're not supposed to. That don't contact customers is for your stalker coworkers who try to call up that big titty bitch that they went and wired up the yeah, other that's the other where week. it gets weird that's where that's where you get into trouble if some guy gave you his personal number and said Run hey reach it. out sometime you fucking call that guy yep oh yeah do it just, Ernie come on now <laughs> how about this do you have do you have that guy's number right now We'll do a four-way. Uh, no, no, we're not going to destroy <laughs> his career before he started it. Yeah. <laughs> I also have an iron worker's number for the local union here, 115. I do. go. Do you, so you want to skip school and save 10 grand? 
They can you call you that dude it. and you go get a fucking education on their dime over the next three to five years. And then you walk away with all of that and go someplace where you want to go work. Yes. That's oh, how yeah. that's how that's, real life works. That was the golden ticket when you said that. Yes. That's how real life works. Fuck all this bullshit that you've been kind of told. Real life works by making connections and then utilizing those connections to better yourself. And and in all honesty, if those people are giving you their numbers, they want that for you. They recognize they hey, create they made a relationship with you somehow or a connection well, I'm with gonna, you. I'll tell you flat out. As a as a forty year old, almost forty year old man, I don't give my number out to every fucking dish person that comes to my house. Yeah. But if I see a kid who has promise, potential. who has potential, who has work ethic and drive and wants something more, and I have the ability to give that to them, Here that's who I'm going to hand my number to, and I'm doing it for a reason. You better call me so that I can help you. Yep. So this is where, Ernie, oh. you got to take the step and recognize that, and you need to call, you know, pick your poison, call one of them, and just say, hey, I wanted to reach out, and, and I just wanted to continue our conversation. And that's all you need to say. And let them go. Let them and explain take the them ball. that you were on sweat and grime, and they'll be like, boom, yeah, exactly. you're hired. Oh, fuck, we'll pay you. We'll pay you 250 grand you? this year. <laughs> <laughs> Tomorrow. But no, that's in all oh. honesty. If they gave you their number in that circumstance, 100% call them and utilize that. I, I will call him. I will call him right after this. Dude, I'm telling you, next month you're gonna be in a two, you're gonna be in a three bedroom, two bathroom apartment. You're gonna be bathing with fine essential oils. Yeah, set, set your <laughs> set your goals further. Yes, than just a two bedroom. Yeah. You know, I, I, and I'm not saying this in a bad way. Don't like you're in a one bedroom. Don't look for the two bedroom. Set your next goal for a ten bedroom. You know, just you know, so over achieve it you know reach for the well, stars so so i think there's a happy medium there maybe maybe not the 10 bedroom I but, like the but 10 maybe bedroom. well I'll, I'll tell you let's talk some real goals you you said you you want to marry the old lady right mm -hmm. what's your timeline on that but Bet between you and us because she ain't listening to sweat and grime you can reveal um, what's your timeline there we talking a year we talking a couple yeah year I've been with her for almost a year and a half now. Okay. So so maybe in another year or so, you're talking about getting married. There's going to be a chunk of change. And, and you know you can't bring that beautiful bride back to a fucking one-bedroom apartment with a curtain down the middle with, with a little jingly bell. Like, so, yeah. so you got to have your own place. So, so you need to get your own place. You need to set up a home for mama before you go and put a ring on her finger. So there's right there is two very... And have you guys had these talks? About your futures, your careers. Oh, now we're getting what? into counseling. No, 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 we're going to have a counselor on here. Dude, I don't want to hear him in 10 years say I got divorced because well, I didn't set anything up. You know, now we're getting into life advice. Sweet Jesus. Yeah. Sweat and grime. That's life what advice. we're here for. Is that what we're going? Yeah. Everyone else bailed on us. We're here for life, we're life advisors. Boy, that's. I just don't want you to fail. You're putting a lot of fucking pressure on this show right now, Ernie. <laughs> <laughs> I know I am, but sometimes you need an outlet or a. Place to go to where at the end of the day, no fucks are given and no judgment is passed. Well, so let's at the end of the day, most people it. are listening. Let's roll down the road. Yeah. Have you talked to her? In, I have talked to her and she said 
I've already asked her, do you want to get married? She says yes, but I have not pulled out no whipped out no ring yet. Yeah. Well, have you whipped you out other things? Yeah, I was going to say, you whipped out <laughs> other things, and that's why you got the little thing on the door. Now, let me ask you this. Have you talked about some of the harder conversations? Have you talked about kids, where you're going to live, uh, when you yeah. have kids, or who's going to work? What's the provide? Yeah, who's going to provide? Mm-hmm. You talked about those that um, stuff? Yeah. Because once you add those into the mix... It gets oh, yeah, fucking real. Convers- yeah, it does. And you know that. You've been living with the Brady Mudge, you know? Yeah. Well, and here's you the know, big one. We, we, but at the end of the day, you don't want to be known as a guy that left, you know, well, what everybody else in her family, you're, here, you're the guy that's staying around and doing something good, right? Well, here's here's the big one that that I think not enough people ask off the get-go is, what does marriage mean to you? Correct. Because... For a lot of people, oh man, we're fucking going off the let's, rails let's, here. Let's man, we're it. we're going into no, from send it, send it. we're going Don't from sweat and grind yourself. to fucking sweat and fucking marriage <laughs> <Therapy>. counseling. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> so no, here's I'm having a good time. Okay, all right. Time. So we'll roll with it. So yeah. so here's the big question that I think I think the vast majority of people don't really talk about is what does marriage mean to you? Because I feel like for so many people now. Marriage is just the next step. And then kids is the like next the jump step. jump to conclusion, man. Yeah, it's... You're, you're, Without any thought. Yeah, it's not about what the relationship what actually means and what, what this... And let's be honest, marriage is a fucking commitment. What does that commitment mean? Correct. Because I tell you right now, my wife and I sat down and had a very long discussion one night when we were dating about, look, if we get married... You to can't me, leave me for my other sister. Well, t- well to me, yeah, that's right. That's right. I'm in it. The, the other sister's off limits. That's another story. So, but no, <laughs> to me, if I'm getting married, I, I'm in it for the long haul. Yeah. And I'm not backing out of this thing because it gets rough. Nope. And I think that's a discussion that really, as, as silly as it sounds, because I think a lot of people go, well, duh. No, that's not a duh thing. That's it's a, a given. You need to sit down and have that conversation. Yeah. If shit hits the fan and this really gets are rough, are you bailing on me or are you are you in this to stick it out with me? Yep. And that's okay, why. Let me put it this way. Okay. So me and my girlfriend, we had our ups and downs in high school. Yep. You know. You know, we did it once, didn't work out. Yep. Did it twice. Okay, things happened. COVID yep. hit. You know, we didn't talk much. You know, we tried our senior year. Then some bullshit occurred. Mm-hmm. People were telling me stupid shit. And I was a naive, dumb little kid. And yep. Instead of going to the source and everything, you know, to get the answers, I didn't. So it was stupid of me. Yep. Uh, which so is good to recognize. A year later, in 2021, on December 14th. We reconnected and we rekindled that, but we came together and we talked everything and we hashed every single thing from high school. That's good. And Communication said, go. and honesty. Yes. You cannot, you, know, you have to be honest. As stupid as that sounds. And then for, we've already had a rough spout. That was with, you know, her house burning down, me getting kicked out. And, to tell you between all the jobs I've had, mm-hmm. there's always been a period to where I was unable to get any type of interview, any application. So I was doing whatever I can to try to help provide and do my part. Mm-hmm. For example, 
I was working with a dude under the table out next to He owns a little bit of land, and he put out three trailer homes out there. Mm-hmm. So he was renting them out, and I was the main dude to do everything. I did a little bit of plumbing, a little bit of woodwork. You're the maintenance guy. Yeah. Yeah. I the put up man. the entire I put up most of the I put up a good amount of the fencing. I cleaned up the land. I put in I helped him put in his like three hundred and fifty foot well. Just sh- all this just to help provide because at the end of the day I knew I wasn't doing my part. Yes. And to put it into perspective, just so I can go a little deep because I you know, sweat and grime. Goes <laughs> from happy moments to yo, hey, right. You gotta get serious. Putting perspective you know, like I said, I have, a ste- I have a stepfather. So that means, well, my dad was never there and he truly wasn't. And this is where this comes full circle to where my dad left before I was born saying I wasn't his. Being aware, my mom, she already had three other children. My eldest brother died from crib death two weeks old. So that took oh, a blow to my that's mom. That's brutal, man. That's brutal. Then my mom had my sis, my sister. And then she had another daughter, then she had me. Mm-hmm. So my my oldest sister, she's from uh she's she's uh she's my mom's child, but not with my dad. So she her dad is Mexican. Mm-hmm. My other sister, she, me and her are from the same dad. So you know, my mom was having a hard life, you know, trying to take care of three kids and do all this other stuff. And then, you know, to kind of roll around to put, not even to respect it, just so why people do what I do. So a lot of people understand what I do, what I do is in 2007, in late July, my sister Carrie passed away from ear, an ear infection that turned into spinal meningitis. Oh, Man. Then six days later, my sister Elizabeth got locked up for identity theft and fraud. Wow. So within a week span, my mom lost basically two of both of her daughters. Her kids, yeah. Fuck. And then there's just me, the baby. Yeah. My mom was not going to lose me to CPS no matter what. So she was going to ride that fine line and take me hell and back. Yeah. So you were in, I believe you said San Francisco? Uh, yes. Yeah. So I I visited. Not not We've all lived, been there. But yeah. yeah. I've I've been out to San Fran. Okay. In San Francisco, there's a, there's a city, give or take about forty five minutes away from there, called Stockton. Yep. Stockton in California, everyone knows it as the hellhole. Yep. It's the Chicago, Illinois of California. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Drug violence, everything runs rampant, and my mom took me right through that damn thing. When we were homeless on our bikes riding through Stockton. Oh, shit. And then she got to with my stepfather, Don, who then there's another t- city called Tulare and there's an infamous street called K Street. And what people say is you get on K Street, you never make it out. It's the worst street. And for years of my life or for a couple months, give or take six months. My mom and my stepdad, Don, were moving motel to motel to motel. Oof. Back and forth, yeah, for give or take six months. So every three weeks, we'd have to move. Then we ended up in a shit town called Pixley, and a mile outside of that, it's called Avenue 80, also known as Teveston. And just to give or take another two miles down the road, is another city called Early Mine. Mm-hmm. 
Pixley and Early Mart are overran by games. How do I know this? Because I was in elementary and we had to wear a uniform. We could only wear dark blue khaki um, shorts or pants or blue jeans. Yeah, so it. you didn't accidentally blend any. Yeah, the red. Yeah. Or- wear any other color. You're you're. You Crips know, bloods, baby. Well, out here in California, it's called North and South. So Northerners and so- Southerners. Mm-hmm. Very vicious and Southerners. If you know anything about it, you've probably heard about the media. You know, Southerners are associated with MS-13. Yeah, yeah. yeah that And hey, fuck, so, those guys are fucking animals, yes, man. So my mom took me from Stockton all through the hell holes, all through all this. And she was living off of Social Security and all this. Okay. And my mom was also, you know, because she has, she doesn't care about this no more. It's not her no more. Mm-hmm. But my mom was also having to sell dope to feed me and put clothes on my body. So since I give or take, so from four years old to give or take about 12 years old, my mom sold dope and did whatever she could so I could survive. Oh. You know, I, there are so many people that would fucking judge that. And and where I go with that is that's a mom just trying to fucking provide for a kid. And this is the all last... around 2008 recession. Oh, fuck, yeah. So you're in the thick of it. Shit. Mm-hmm. And so being a young kid, my mom didn't give a shit. Well, she she was... My mom was high half the time. When, so she didn't care what I did as a young yeah. kid. Yeah. So what does a little dumbass kid do? Get in some trouble. Yep. I was getting in fights very often because sixth graders and fifth graders would bully me and they would have like a boxing ring in the back of the bus. And then on top of that, with my dumb little friends that were older than me, I would um I would um I would go with them and we would start doing stupid shit as kids. We'd start lighting fires and all this. So um, I have a little bit of a record and I am the youngest person in my county to be on probation. Hmm. So here's to, to, to circle back. Here's another great question to ask your to be bride is how do you feel about doing counseling with me? Because Ernie, you have experienced a fuckload of trauma over your life. And and I'm going to be honest, and this is not meant as an insult, but sweet Jesus, man, you have not had an example of what a real loving marriage should look like. And so how in the fuck can you go have a good loving marriage when you've had no example to follow? And so I think a great conversation for you and your wife, future wife to have girlfriend is would you be willing to go through some counseling with me? And I know, and, and I'm actually thrilled to death that we're having this conversation on yeah, Swag Drive. Amazing. So many fucking I, people in our industry need to hear it does not emasculate you to go get help processing about your problems, shit that you have you been through. through and and it will make you so much better and stronger and healthier of a person. Amen. And and especially if you're doing it with your significant other, you want to talk about relationship growth and strengthening the depth of that relationship. And even even that at that point, you know, counseling costs money. 
know, unless you can, well, you have I'll tell insurance. You what, though, a lot of counselors but, have a sliding yeah. scale. But I was oh, going to say, are, do you guys belong to a church at all? Or, you know, not to get off, but we're already um, getting crazy. But if you guys are schedule and you guys are probably like, what the fuck is that schedule? I worked Thursdays through Monday. Mm-hmm. So no Sundays off for me, not even for church. Well, and that, but and church is fine. I, oh, I was going to say and, my church has, you know, church groups, yeah. gatherings. Well, there's that, but but even I want to get involved with those. Too, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And even if you don't go through a church route, there are a ton of counselors you can get online, and there's so many fucking resources out there, and there's so many counselors that will do a sliding scale. And I and I'll be totally honest, Melissa and I have done counseling for a couple of things that we've gone through. And and we were making shit money at the time, yeah. and we were able to get it down to where it was like fucking thirty to forty bucks a session. I mean, it's you can which do is worth it. a million dollars. It is when you really get into being able to have someone help you process through all that shit, and then and then again to circle back to to your girlfriend to have her there alongside you, walking through that with you, dude. That's going to give you a depth in that relationship. And I'm sure it'll help her too because it sounds like she's been through the ringer too. Uh, yeah, and. and we both have, and that's where, yeah. that, you know, that's going to add where we connect. We understand what struggle is. We understand what pain yes. is. But so the problem is, you guys don't have the tools to process to through that. Yep. And in where it comes out is fucking angry outbursts, screaming and yelling because, well, what else are you supposed to do? That's, that's how. That's how all my parents took care of conflict and. And and to be able to avoid that, and especially if you guys are planning on having kids, to be able to break that cycle at your parents and pave a path to show it, yes, and start setting the example of what a healthy fucking marriage is like. like that's huge. And it'll, it'll also help not only in your relationship and love life; it'll help in your career goals mm -hmm. and settings. It it yes. just opens yeah. your mind up to move forward. And my mom wasn't the best example in my life, but when she got clean, well, let me convey a little bit more story, but, um, mm -hmm. you know, I let the four fires, got put on probation, and then the cops said, we come back out here one more time, we'll put him in juvie. That scared my mom to death. Yeah. But, give or take, then my mom, my sister got out of jail for good behavior. And she was, you know, reborn in Christ, and went through the whole Christian way, and through the houses of sobriety and all this other stuff mm -hmm. that we have here. She got the job through them. She worked her ass off and, you know, and give or take the summer of 2010, my mom, my mom, uh, basically threw my, threw me and my sister and said, take him. And she told my mom, she, my mom told my sister straight up. She's like, Hey, take him. Cause the only way I'm going to leave this life, is if you get away from it, is if if he's away from it, yeah. So I was basically my mom's, you know, last line, you know, yeah. Because my mom, she told me she when she was going through all this pain and everything, and hope wasn't doing enough for her. She told me that, you know, I had the thought about taking myself out and taking you with me. Yeah, that's in all this thing, and I, and I still love my mother to this day. Even you should, man. Bullshit. People, and even though she wasn't the best example, yeah, she always made sure 
tell me through all the shit I've seen and horrific things I've seen that no kid should go through that me as a person should never act like that. She's always told me racism is never good. She always told me, she told me, sure, if you hit a woman, I will cut off your dick. Good for her. Good she for told her. Me all these yeah. things. So, and from other people around me and just going through life as I have, whenever me and my girlfriend have our little bickerments, it's we never yell. We yeah. never get in each other's face. We, there's no shame. There's no pushing. We, we get heated. We walk away. We go do our own things. For me, I work and I play games. You know, that's just my side activity. Yep. And I'll, I'll play a couple games. I'm cooled off. Now we can talk. Yeah. Oh, and we'll never go, go to bed mad. Yeah. Yo, no, we don't. If we were pissed off at each other at 10 o'clock at night, we'll take a drive to the Rocky Hill, like I said. Yeah. It's a nice, peaceful drive. We'll take the back roads and everything. And, so and you, ain't leaving, you, down you ain't leaving before you're doing a little finger banging. <laughs> <laughs> but... <laughs> absolutely. We got to keep a sweat and grime aspect of this. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Keep it. But I've been through hell and back my whole life. Fuck, so not man. Any, you you, know, you any got me like tearing up over here. Figures, any examples or father figures that I've had, you know, out the door. And to put a little bit more perspective of how, you know, as me, because my mom has always said I'm the family protector. And that's, you know, that's why I beat my stepdad's ass because he shoved my mom. Yep. And he's lucky he didn't cut his mom, dick off. The, the only reason that I really reacted that way is because when I blacked out, I did have a little bit of a flashback to one night when my mom and her ex-boyfriend were fighting. And this motherfucker picks up a bike and hits her in the back of the fucking head with it. Oh, I lost him. Holy Jesus. So, Ernie, I'm just going to double down. I'm going to say, my God, man. Uh, I would highly recommend you and your girlfriend go through some counseling together. And uh, and I will say, too, it, it's so easy to, especially as an outsider, as an outsider to any of this, it's so easy to fucking judge. But even as a kid, you know, talking about your mom, it, it, that's what a, what a difficult dynamic to have. What a difficult position to be put in as a kid mm -hmm. because it's your mom. But she's also fucking up. But she's also your mom, Trying. and she loves you. And and I'm gonna tell you, when I had kids, one of the biggest fucking eye openers for me is a magical switch doesn't flip to where you all of a sudden know what you're to perfect. do as a parent. Yeah. Well, you, even knowing what you're doing, yeah. like like nothing ever flips to where you go. Oh, I'm a parent now, and I'm responsible, and I'm I know. Seven what I'm doing. years in, you're I'm still, still the fucking same fucking try person. Try opening a book. Like, what the yeah. fuck do we do for this? You are one? the exact same person, except now someone handed you a baby, yeah. and you're like. What the fuck am I supposed to do yep. with this? And so uh, as you get older, and especially if you and, and your girlfriend, future wife decide to have kids, age and time will bring wisdom right. and a lot of insight into well, understanding your mom was doing the best that she could with what she had to work with. The cards she was dealt. Yeah. Another reason why, because I, I brought this conversation up to my girlfriend and kids in the future and marrying is I love her to death and I want to treat her right because like I said my father was never there so I didn't have the example yep there's things I've heard my mom my father told my mom if we get kicked out of our house I'll build you the best cardboard house you ever have hell yeah <laughs> the <laughs> provider and the <laughs> but it's still but is saying another, something it is it is and then another thing is 
why I want to have kids is so I can give my kids what I never had. I never had, you know, what some of these other kids had, you know, growing up. I couldn't go to like the school carnivals with $20 in my pocket or yeah. whatever. I couldn't, you know, I couldn't do certain things because my mom didn't have the money. Mm-hmm. I couldn't do football growing up because my mom didn't have the money. Soccer yeah. was cheaper. I, I, I didn't have all the fancy gadgets. I was in 2017 rocking a damn Blackberry, bro. I, I tell you what, though, Ernie. Here's where I'm going to try to change that thought just a hair. Is instead of focusing on giving your kids stuff, things. give your kids a stable home. That's what you Not never had. And that exactly. You just said it. That's what you never had. And that would be the biggest thing as a kid to know that mom and dad, I don't have to, I don't have to worry about mom and dad breaking up. I don't have to worry about dad hitting mom with a bike in the back of the head. I don't Do you have know to how worry about <laughs> it's T-I-M-E. on my I M E. Oh, well that's not what my mug says. Spend time with the family. Yes. But, but yeah, in all honesty, if you really want to give your kids something you didn't have based off of what we've heard tonight, give your, your kids a fucking stable home where they know mom and dad love each other more than anything else. And that will will set your kids up for success. I will always let my kids know I love them. I will never leave them because this is going to be another gut wrencher for Todd and you and whoever else is listening. Um, A week before my sister passed away, I'm getting a little cheated up over here, but a week before my sister passed away, um, she called my real dad was only about 30 minutes away from her. And my aunt was on the phone with him. And my sister, she's like, my aunt gave the, the phone to my sister. And they had it on like the shitty speaker. But my sister said, hey, dad, can you pick me up? I'm sick. Mm-hmm. And my aunt this time, she, she couldn't drive. Her, her fucking leg was like in half, I guess, at this time. Mm. She couldn't drive, and they didn't have the money to call a taxi. And they were trying to hitchhike to the hospital, but it was just no-go. So they were just trying everything they could. And really, my aunt would, didn't really think she was that sick because of the ear infection. Mm-hmm. But my sister said, hey, I feel really sick to my father. And my dad, in his own words, said to her, sorry. I'm too busy doing something. Mm. My aunt snatches the phone and she's screaming at him. What the hell is more important than your daughter? Mm. And he tells her straight up. He's like, I can't drive. I'm high. Mm. So after hearing that, when I was like 14, 15, in my mind, my dad basically chose dope over his own daughter. Mm. And I said, fuck that. I'm never going to do that to my kids. I'm not going to let shit like that control me mm-hmm. to bring me down to that level. So that's why I, you know, I wanted to, you know, say fuck school at the same time because school at the end of the day is always going to lead me to the same place of struggling. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm going to go to somewhere where I know I can't, I'll struggle in the beginning, but the way, you know, I'll struggle in the beginning, but when everything straightens out and the path becomes clear, the, pli- the planets align. I will, you know, it will be miracles. Like, God, I can't think of the word, but it will be better. I won't be struggling. I'll get out of the struggle. I'll get out of the streets. I'll get out of everything else. 
to make sure I can provide for my family because my mom has always taught me the man in the house is the fallback for everyone. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, I want to be everyone's fallback, but I know for a fact I got to take care of what's mine. So, so I will take care of my girlfriend and I will take care of my kid. So here, here is the beautiful thing about what a, what a true real marriage looks like is you don't have to do that on your own. And and that doesn't not. that doesn't need to be a financial thing. You know, you you end up getting married to yeah, I'm going to keep referring to her as your as your wife because clearly you want to go it's that direction. Route, and yep. yeah, so so the cool thing is in a real marriage in in what a marriage is supposed to be as much as we as the as the men like to be the breadwinners, we're and, we're yeah. the we're the providers and everything, dude. Having a a a solid fucking woman at your side that is taking care of the other half of life while you're Whether that's out just and giving away, you a pat on the back when you get home, it's it's cheering you on. And that's really it. Is is you guys are two pillars, or in vice marriage. versa? If you're cheering her on because uh, well, she's you know. Well, so I, you know, as as cheesy as it is, I've always loved the analogy. Everyone talks about marriage is 50-50. Well, if you if you multiply 50% and 50%, you don't get 100%. It is 100% and 100% in a marriage. It is you 100% of the time Correct. putting your wife first. It's 100% of the time your wife putting you first. Yep. And through that, you're serving and helping each other. And because you're not focused on yourself, you're focused on the other. It's when you're in a true time of need, you're down, you're dying, that the that your partner picks Deserve up pick that slack. Up. Yeah, absolutely. They recognize yeah. that. And even no. if they're fucking exhausted, yeah. they pick up that slack because they recognize you need it. Correct. And you're doing that in turn. Yeah. And And what I'll tell you, Ernie, is... You have no idea what that truly looks like in practice because you've never seen it in your family. But hearing it, I think you have what it takes to I, do I it. I mean, absolutely. I, I have total faith in you that you guys can do it. But I would say 100%. I think, you know, I don't know your your girlfriend's past, but but for you guys to engage in counseling together and start processing through some of this stuff, and start laying the foundation for what that real marriage is going to look like. And then and then to kind of tie this back into the bigger sweat and grind picture here of... And then you also recognize... And I'll tell you what I picked up on tonight is you don't value yourself, Ernie. Uh, you, you don't recognize the value that you bring to the table. And I will say on when you... every front. Yeah. When you, when you also couple that with, okay, I'm going to go make that fucking phone call because I can go... I can go materially add to the value of that guy's business, whether it's the iron worker or it's the guy from PG and E or whoever you decide to do, I can add value to their company one way, shape or form dude, you, or another. Dude, the stars are the fucking yeah. limit for you. I mean, in all honesty, for anybody, but, for anybody, in all honesty, for you in general, for you specifically tonight, like you, you have the ability to go grab the world by the balls and and do that with your wife by your side, but but she it's may important. even grab your balls for you, and she and will. Make it even she might better. cut those balls, and and <laughs> and that's really sometimes that's what it is to step up. Is sometimes yeah. the balls need a little cuppage, a little cuddle, and just a little bit. 
And so, but but where I go is you you dude, you could fucking plow a path through this world, man. You could blaze a trail, and it would be incredible. And your wife would be right there alongside you the whole way as a team, as a partnership. But you also have to recognize with a lot of the shit that you have been through. Uh, and I think it's critically important that you just kind of talk to someone and process through all this shit and kind of, it's easy to draw improper conclusions from craziness that you've been through and to have someone kind of center you both and bring you back and to have your wife be a part of that so that she can also kind of help center you and bring you back, man, you've got such potential Ernie and I think that would have such a profound impact on you guys. So with the impact of um, what you guys are saying about going a hundred, a hundred and a hundred. Yeah. This past year has been hell for me. Mm-hmm. And to give a little example, 2022 started off with my car getting broken into January fucking first. Oh, nice. New Year's night. Yeah. Happy new Happy year, bitch. Fucking new year. <laughs> I haven't gave an insight to all the careers I've been through. Fuck you. Been through so fuck many. you. <laughs> yeah. I, I was going through multiple jobs at the time, trying to find the right one to fit. So much bullshit. And every step of the way, my girlfriend was by my side. That's and, awesome. You know, when I couldn't give a hundred, she would give a hundred and ten. That's awesome. When that's that's what marriage is. I would give a hundred and ten. That's marriage. And, when it comes to the counseling and centering for all the shit my father has done and said and all this other bullshit, I will tell you without a doubt. I went to, I am, uh, I believe in God. I'm not going to, and everything, but I yeah. went up to a Christian camp when I was in high school and I was up there for a week and it's straight, like straight one week. No phones, no watches. You can't tell the fucking time. Yeah. You know, you don't anything. And the only thing was, there was just little sirens to tell us when we had to eat, when we had to eat, and that's it. Or when the lights were out. That's yep. it. There's nothing else. And I remember one night, the entire week, the only words on my mind were forgiveness and mercy. Yeah. And I didn't know why. Yeah. And then it brought to like the fourth or fifth night, and they guy was running up and down the hill or he was like, he told us to go to this shed and pick up everything, anything heavy, chains, cinder blocks and run up and down the hill. And Fuck that. I'm terrible something. at cardio. <laughs> well, man, it gets you going. <laughs> we were all so confused. So what ended up happening was you know, he was like when we were like two, three last year, he was like, how heavy is it? And it, like the counselors and the guy counselors, because they split guys and girls up. The guy, the uh, guy counselors will step in front of us. He's like, "Why are you running? Why are you running?" Like, the, literally the meme. Why are you running? <laughs> um, <laughs> and um, and we like have all these chains on us. These were no like fucking like small little shackle chains. These were, you know, easily. Uh, I don't know weight weights on chains or how thick, but they're about. Heavy as fuck is an accepted weight of measurement on yes. the show. Yeah. <laughs> Heavy as fuck, probably about a quarter inch, half inch thick chains that yeah. we're carrying. Yeah. As high schoolers, we're like, what the hell's happening? Not all of us are football players, you know? So then finally he says, drop everything. And then when we drop everything and we all stop, you, know, light. you feel that weight of relief, right? And then 
in my mind, I was like so confused. But then my pastor, he kept on giving me these verses to read for forgiveness and mercy. And then boom, one of the passes was forgiveness of uh, something like that. forgiveness of all those who have wronged you. Yep. And then one of then the person that popped in my my head, my dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I knew you were carrying dad, these concrete boulders on your shoulders and, of and, grudges yeah. and. And whether you believe in God or not, you know, kind of talking to the bigger audience, whether oh, yeah. you believe in God or not, we we have gotten in, we we have such a habit as people of just holding on to shit. Yeah. And and you become so angry and held down by all the shit that you're angry about that you don't realize the impact it's having on your overall life. Yeah. Your health and your psych, your, yeah. Again, yeah. yeah. And, and again, whether you believe in God or not, if you can just let that shit go and forgive people and just wash your hands of it, whether it's, they're it's wrong. A, yeah. Whether it's whether wrong or right, it's just, just to let it go and move forward in life. It is unbelievable. The amount of weight that it lifts off of you because I don't have, to, you I don't have to worry about yeah. it anymore. Like yeah. this is no longer something that's tying me to 10 years ago. Correct. Like I, I and that's really, so I, I was watching a uh, fucking Ted Lasso the other night and cheesy corny line, but it really just hit home. He's like, don't fight back, fight forward. And I was like, at surface level, I was like, Oh, what a cheesy line. Yeah. But I started thinking about that. And I'm like, no, if you really think about it, there are so many people that spend their entire life Fighting the around, past, looking backwards instead of going forward. Yeah, and they hold themselves back from so many fucking opportunities because they're so busy fighting something in the past yep. that it's in the past. You can't change you it. You can't fix it. It doesn't matter yeah. how fucking hard you try and how fucking hard you fight at it. You will never change what happened back then. And yet they spend their entire life turned around, fighting tooth and nail to hold change themselves it. back. And then at that. And you look yeah. back and you're like, oh, and shit, And the second life's you over. let that shit go and you turn around and you start going forward, well, now all that effort you were applying to going turn backwards. around backwards, you're going forwards and you're rocketing you're forwards with your life. a fucking steam engine. And so that was just, you know, to kind of in that same vein, Chugging again, along. whether you believe in God or not, the, the fact of being able to forgive, being able to let go of that shit and being able to move forward with your life is going to be huge in where you go with it. Oh, hell yeah. You know, that night on that mountain, all I remember is, you know, hours of just pondering these questions and then finally realizing I know what I have to do. And it was one of the hardest things I had to do because it was so much stress relief off of me was I kind of just said, you know, I forgive my dad for what he has done to me. Yeah. And what he's done to my mom. And so that's where I, I feel like I've been through so much shit and so many little things have led me to where I am now to where I know I still have a lot to learn. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm more, well, you have learned so much more than that. The average, almost oh, every human, say, dude, you got yeah. the experience of a, a 35 year old grizzled alcoholic. So <laughs> now just to clarify, this was not finger bang mountain yeah. that you were on. You know, this was a, <laughs> it's one of the mountains in the, you know, the, this is hell mountain that you, you know, the <laughs> dragged through. Yeah. Yeah. 
But dude, you see right. the light though. That's the best thing about that it. Is, and I'm it so is. fucking glad that we had you on. Yeah, yeah this is this, this has been, been awesome. It's been totally different than anything we've done on this podcast. Yeah. But but I do think well, it's really good that people hear this. Absolutely, because at the end of the day, I feel like you know your story can had, help a thousand other people. Yeah, and that's kind of like what I also like to do. I also love to help. Yeah. My mom has always taught me and raised me to respect women no matter what. Yeah. And that's with today's society, it's so hard to do that. Whenever I was yeah. at school and try to be nice to a girl, oh, he's flirty. He's trying to correct. Fuck yeah. Me. I'm like, yeah. The fuck? I'm just being nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's that a fucking weird with the social media and all that shit this, these days. It's, yeah, but my mom has also taught live. me to, um, Give me a second, boys. Oh, you're good, you're man. Good. Dude. You're good. Uh, while while you're catching your breath real quick, I will say part of the reason I feel like this is such a great conversation is because uh, due to the way the trades have been construed, you know, we're the path of failure. Yeah. We're the path for all those who are all fucked up and they can't make it in college. And as a result, there's a lot of fucked up people in the trades. There's a lot of people that have a shitload of baggage they have no idea what a healthy relationship and looks never like. Never ever try to find help. And it, well, they don't even they know, don't know how. how to. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And so, so all of the conversation we've had here tonight to be able to kind of talk through this shit in a way that people can hear it in the in the personal space of the cab of their truck or in their fucking machine or out on the job to be able to listen to this and go, oh, there is hope. I'm not just a fucking miserable sack of shit for the rest of my life i could actually do something with this uh, like this has been really great Inspiring. conversation yeah absolutely because like i said my mom taught me was respect and always to help you know yeah i've always been a person who loves to help anyone going through anything because you know i never had someone to talk to so sometimes i'll always be the ear to listen to someone whoever needs it because you know sometimes you just need someone to talk to and sometimes it you're always a person people fall on. Yeah. Sometimes you need somebody to fall yeah, on. Sometimes yourself, you need, man. Yeah. Absolutely. It's always easy being the guy to listen, but man, sometimes you need to be listened to. You know, you need to be heard. Absolutely. And the crazy thing with today's society and schools being so fucked up, what I find funny is, you know, statistics and everything coming out. I don't know if you guys have seen this or heard this, but kids my age from. 1821 have the highest suicide rate. Oh, I got a whole theory on that, and it is for another night. I've got a whole fucking theory on that. And another thing is, my biggest thing right now is kids our age or my age are, you know, they have stress levels equal to patients back in the 50s and 60s in insane asylums. Yeah. 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 So there's just a million things. So at the end of the day, I'm glad I can get this message out. And if it can help anyone, it can help. And, you know, I'm happy about that because, you know, I feel like I, you know, I did something awesome. Did you touch and, my heart you know, tonight? You opened my eyes up to yeah, world I this, what never a fucking lived. story. And I'm glad that you I. You guys have always had a, you know, older folks on the show. I'm not going to say much older than me. Maybe in the 30s or 40s. The fuck you calling up? Wow. No one wow. has been over we 40 this, years old this, on our show. This fucking <laughs> intimate of a podcast and you're going to fucking insult us? Trust me, man. It, it was it was hard the other day. You know, when you reach out to me, I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. We haven't had a young buck a young on the show. On, yeah. But then again, we're sitting there like, we got to have a good show. Yeah. And 
here we are. I, I, yeah, I pulled the trigger. Is... I was like, I'm going to take one for yeah. the team if he sucks. Yeah. And, dude, I'm glad that this you fucking awesome. kicked this ass. Was, like, this was a killer this, fucking episode. We're going to have to circle back to this. Like, this will be a... We're not going to... This won't be the last time we talk to you. Yeah. Uh, You know, don't... like. Throughout the week, you got my number. I we we're gonna talk after the show. We'll, we'll put it this. that way. We'll we'll talk after the show. But Absolutely. that but that being said, we we gotta yeah. start wrapping. Oh, yeah. We're I fucking forgot. we're fucking two we're hours five deep. Year, in five this. years in. <laughs> awesome freaking chat with you. But we gotta end it with this. If you could change anything, which is <laughs> take your pick. What would your dream life be? <laughs> what would your dream job be? Can I can I can I combine both of those? Yeah, go yes, for it. I, I, go I for went, it. Yes. My dream life. Only thing I would want back in my life is for my sister to still be alive, so she can see me. Mm-hmm. And my dream job, without a doubt in the world, you know, something I know for a fact I can wake up, and you know I would love to do, would be to own my own machine shop. God, I thought dude. for sure you were going to say porn star, but you no, know, well, whatever. There it took Hanging the wind the tassel right out of my sails. You know, <laughs> you're not going to be the guy that consistently just has his fucking sock hanging on the door. Why couldn't you be the porn star that owns a fab shop <laughs> or the fab shops the front? I've seen some weird shit. People are into this stuff. You can you make some what? money doing that, How, probably. You turn it into a what challenge. How many you? welding rods can you shove up your ass? <laughs> well, fun fact is you can, the human asshole can spread up to seven inches before it kills you. Holy fact. shit. <laughs> seven inches. This fucking shit yeah. went rogue. Now, now, that begs the question, how in the fuck did you stumble across that little nugget of... Um, Instagram, Instagram. Oh, okay, that's right. why. See, that's why people are committing suicide. Oh, my God, yeah. Instagram and I can social only media. Make it to six and a half. Uh, <laughs> I didn't make it to the seven. This TikTok challenge sucks. All right. So here's my here's my question for you, Ernie, and you can take this however you want to. What is your purpose? My purpose in life. I'm still young. I don't want to make a final conclusion on like, this is what I'm set here for. Sure. But at the end of the day, I've always been the type of person to never stop learning, to never back down from a challenge and to always keep on pushing. So my girlfriend says I have such a leader mentality in a sense. Yeah. I've always been the kind of guy like, I've always been more compassionate than other guys my age. Yeah. Because all these guys have to have like a hard ass and have a stick up their ass half the time. Yep. I've always been the one to make sure everyone's doing what they need to do. Or if at the end of the day, if someone's going a little bit slower than the rest, I've always been the one to pick up the slack. Cause that's what a know, real leader I, is. I, I understand, you know, shit happens. Yep. My entire life was a shit show. Yeah. So shit happens at home, you know, certain things, come out of the blue and you're like, whoa, that took me for a turn. Yeah. You know, there's so many things that can happen to anyone. And if I could just say this real real quick example, when I was working at the mechanic shop for the job Mr. Schultz got me, um, I woke up one morning to find out three of my friends died in a car wreck. (sighs) So at the end of the day, I know shit can happen. So at the end of the day, if I can be 
you know, my purpose is to just make sure everyone, not everyone, but as many people as I can to try to help them to get through pain and heartache and hardship so that they can strive to do bigger things. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, I'm not looking for no reward or recognition, but I know in some fantastic way it will come back to me in one way or another. 1,000%. Yeah, 100%. I, and, and I will say, I'm almost 40 years old, and one of the things, increasingly <clears throat> so as I have, have gotten older, servitude has been such a big thing for me you know just trying to give back to people trying to help people trying to put people first and and i am 100 percent convinced that you will get that back a hundredfold if you put other people first if you serve other people well said and uh and and everything you said tonight ernie man i i i see so much fucking potential i i know you got a shitload of stuff to process through but man, do I see so much potential in where lights. you could go, man. Bright yeah. lights. Yeah. Doggo, stop it. <laughs> well, that that being Why? said, that being said, this has been a totally phenomenal, phenomenal but totally off the wall, different episode. And and Ernie, I want to thank you for sharing your story. Like you you shared some some intimate <laughs> shit tonight, and. That takes balls to be able to do that, and I really appreciate the fact that you decided to do that tonight. I'm not ashamed. It's no, you, oh, you shouldn't don't, be. Don't by be. no means, you should not be. But I appreciate the fact that you were willing to share that on a public platform. Oh yeah. So and like I said, we'll be in touch. Absolutely. And everybody else out absolutely, there, boys. I hope you guys all took something from hearing Ernie's story. From hearing our little bits of advice, move forward. If you got problems, talk to somebody. And, and I will say talk. this, you know, tonight is a perfect segue. Here in a couple of weeks, we are actually going to have a counselor on. We're talking about kind of the overall culture in the trades, uh, the suicide rate and everything. The trades are rough, man. We got a lot of fucked up people out there. And I don't mean that in a negative way. I mean that in a, we, uh, there's a lot of people that have I'm been dealt <laughs> Delta shit hand yeah. and they're trying to make do with it and so stay tuned because if tonight's episode impacted you uh, there's more to come and absolutely reach out to resources there are so many resources out there that can help you they're it's readily available and it's and it's more affordable than you think like I said counselors have sliding scales this is something that is attainable you just need to go look for it so as always, we love you guys as the audience. We appreciate Thanks, you listening. And Ernie, thank you so much. We'll catch you guys next week on Sweat and Grime. Peace, y'all.